What's going on everybody? John on here with you. It's been a week. You get a chance to get recharged back from the All-Star break alongside with everybody else. Let's get you some game action. How about it? Calgary Flames 24-17-9 on the season. It's Elias Lindholm, Dylan Dubé, Teller Toffoli, Noah Hannafin, and Rasmus Anderson on the first line for Daryl Sutter's squad. Then Nazem Kadri, Jacob Peltier, Jonathan Huberdeau with Mackenzie Weger and Chris Tanev. Michael Backlund, Andrew Majapani, and Blake Coleman with Adam Ruzichka. Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis, Nikita Zadorov and Michael Stone will be on the third line defense, and Jacob Markstrom will get the start in net tonight for the Flames. And for the New York Rangers, it sounds like this. Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, and Jimmy Vesey with Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. Vinny Trocek, Chris Kreider, Barclay Goudreau with Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba. It's Filipino Alexei Lafreniere and Capococco. The kid line is back on the third line with Jake LeCision, Will Cooley, and Sammy Blay. Ben Harper and Braden Schneider will be on the third line defense. And Yaroslav Halat is going to get the start in that, tonight for the Blue Shirts. They sit at 27-14-8, third in the Metro. So some particulars here for you tonight. As far as the Flames, they're 5-3-2 in their last 10. They're just outside wildcard numero dos. Uh, Colorado has that last spot right now. Again, they have games in hand. Calgary's in a decent spot right now, but they need to be able to continue to get points. They're coming off of a 5-2 win over Seattle over the break, which was good. The bad before that was the back-to-back. -back. They lost this season series against the Chicago Blackhawks. This is going to be a tall task for them to get points tonight, and it's also going to be interesting to watch Jacob Markstrom in net because he's 13, 13, and 5, a 286 goals against, which is not that bad, but an 893 save percentage. That's got to improve a lot. He's fallen off a lot from that second voting of the Vezina last season. Vyroslav Halat, he's 6, 6, and 1, and 256 goals against, and a 908 save percentage. Not too bad for the backup goaltending. But for the Rangers, they're 6-1-3 and three in their last 10. They've been consistently picking up points. They've started to turn into that team that everybody thought that they would be at the beginning of the year. The Rangers are probably one of the likely favorites to lift the cup coming into the season. They're starting to look like that now at 27-14-8. They came off a 4-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, who are fading fast in the Pacific only because... They are so incredibly beat up. But New York has been consistent. Again, you have the kid line reunited on the third line side. So this could be pretty interesting here for the Rangers to see if they'll get some of their mojo back. But you know what Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin are going to bring. And Yaroslav Halat. The Flames like to fire a lot of pucks on net. So Halat should be busy. We'll see if the Rangers and everything else can keep the puck in front of them and continue that pace of play and uh, maybe try to stuff it down the Flames' throat on the other end. So we're just gotten through the analysis and the national anthems for the U.S. and Canadian national anthems, so puck drop's going to be upcoming, and I will be right back when we get right to it. So it said Jacob Markstrom has won five straight against the Rangers, including a 22-save shutout the last time they've done that. Again, lot 6-6-1, six, six, and one, 256 and 908. So the numbers are fine. So the backups 
essentially are going to get the start tonight. Again, that sounds interesting to say because of everything that Markstrom has done last season. Joe Rogan, he got an early comment in here on the YouTube side. He said, I bet on the Calgary Flames. Thanks for covering the game. I'm uh, shutting off the cable until the playoffs. And you're going to save some money on that side. And I'm going to have the playoff coverage then. So also I'll be able to stick with you for the rest of the year. So the puck drop is underway. Rasmus Anderson will go all the way back in touch, and it's going to be a hybrid icing against the Rangers. So we're at MSG. John out here with you. I'm your play-by-play -play man. Don't know if I'm going to be joined by Cooper Hopkins or not. I know he got the messages, hopefully, on the Thursday side, because I have Monday, Tuesday, Thursday confirmed. So tomorrow is going to be L.A. Lakers with Griffin Cass. He's going to handle the play-by-play -play as we get the LeBron watch. And on the Thursday side, it'll be uh, hopefully Cooper and myself as far as the play-by-play -play mix between both of our favorite teams and the Red Wings and the Flames. So it should be a lot of fun. It'll be the first time we'll be able to do that together. So this is kept into the defensive zone, and this will go back to the kid line with Alexei Lafreniere. Truba gets us across the red line safely. We'll dump it in. Chris Tanev will get it around, and Noah Hannafin as the puck will go crisscross. Again, the Flames are in the road whites with the red pants. As this is picked up off of the backhand side by Michael Backlund. He's going to put it toward the left side faceoff dot. Backhand, it gets picked up. Andrew Majapani can't get there. And Artemi Panarin got to circle back as this is picked up now toward the right side of the faceoff dot. And a centering pass for Backlund. And Majapani had his head turned the wrong way. Otherwise, he could have had an easy puck to stuff in early. So this is picked up across the right face-off dot again, off the chip-in. And the blue shirts will try to get this one back down across the red line, but it's intercept nicely. Here's Rasmus Anderson. He's going to take his time as some of his defensive partners and forwards will get that change. This gets across the red line now. Calgary looking pretty good with their early puck movement. Peltier tried to play it to Kadri, and Kadri got shouldered off the puck. He took a big hit there. Picked up now in between Capo Caco, Alexei Lafreniere. We'll get this all the way down as this goes back now to Michael Stone. Rasmus Anderson, good outstretched pass. Open toward the left wing side is one of the flames. And Peltier gets worked off the puck. It's going to be a race for it toward the left side of the red line. One of the flames goes down. It's Alexei Lafreniere. He sticks with the puck toward the right side of the post. Jacob Markstrom going to hold on as Zadorov got somebody in a headlock. And 18.06, we get a stoppage. No shots on goal just yet. So this was a chance for Coleman. He played it to the right side of the red line. They're going to show the back one play to Madrapani. And that just went wide across the blue paint as the Flames had an early opportunity to get a goal there. I did, they didn't show the replay, though, of Nazem Kadri got absolutely bodied after a Peltier pass. So they're showing Huberdeau right now on the Sportsnet feed. That's what I got right now. Two goals in the last four games. As this is picked up off the defensive zone draw here by the Flames. And put all the way down the ice. Lucic try to chop at it. I think this is played with an off side. So this is going to go to the Rangers as it's still live. And Keandre Miller gets it all the way down. Jacob Markstrom. This took a funny bounce in between the boards. But this is settled back down now by the Flames. Now a shot in through the point. Gets deflected as this is picked up now by the Flames. And I'm going to get Cooper Hopkins in here in a minute once we get a stoppage. 17.30 left to go in the first as this gets flipped back down the ice. We'll see if I can do this right now. This is a chance now for the Rangers to go ahead and play this in their own end. Gets chipped out ahead as Heedle was able to elude the man there for the Flames. And now it's Chris Tanev. 
He'll flip it down across the red line. Lindholm gets stick lifted nicely. Good defense there by the kid line and Filipedal as this is played in between the legs. And now this will go to the Flames. But this is picked off across the red line. Heedle gets around a body check, falls down. And this is picked up now by the Flames in their own end. But they got Lafreniere right in front of their face. Two blue shirts as Chris Tanev plays this to an open wing to Mackenzie Weger. Weger's going to have to peel back. He tries to backhand a pass. And this gets picked up by Tower to Foley. To Foley. Leaves us across the blue line now for Tanev. Tanev will hold. He's going to skate in now through the red line. He'll gain the injury. And it cleared all the way down as it touches the stick of Halak. And now this is picked up by the blue shirts as they'll just rattle this around the embankment. Here's a chance now for Barclay Goudreau. Off the pass. Nice backhand setup. Try to give and go there to Goudreau toward the left side of the red line. And a nice collision there. Blake Coleman prized the puck loose. Picked up now toward the left side of the red line. Here's a chance now for Backlund. Now Coleman toward the right wing side. But the shot gets fluttered toward Majapani toward the left side wall. And now the Rangers will collect with Barclay Goudreau. Play this off the backhand as this touches the stick of Jacob Markstrom. Again, it's Markstrom and Halat in goal tonight. Both of the backups getting a chance to start as we're still 15-50. Love to go in the first. Just one shot for the Rangers. Nothing yet for Calgary. Calgary had some early puck possession, but nobody's been able to get a foothold just yet. Tanem's pass gets picked off by Mika Zibanejad. This is played in between the referee. And now this goes toward the Flames. This is a nice open space. Kadri will... Settle it down, we'll shoot it right in the breadbasket of Halat, and we'll get a stoppage at 15.35. Welcome, Cooper. How are you doing, my friend? It's good to hear your voice, John. It's been too long, buddy. It's uh, It's been a little bit of a, an all-star break for everyone, including the players, but uh, also you and me. And, man, I'm glad that you chose to do the blue shirts and the flames. I feel like, you know what, John? I'm going to date myself right here. I feel like I'm looking at Blades of Steel from the NES. This is a fantastic game. So it. colorful. The reds and the yellows and the blues and the reds and the rangers. Uh, keep it going with the play-by-play, -play, my friend. You're doing a great job. Uh, we'll have lots to talk about here. I'm keeping my eye on Chris Tannen, who's back from injury. So Mika Zibanejad wins the draw as this goes now to Keandre Miller. He'll just play this as this gets dumped in deep. And now Jacob Markstrom has to make the pass across. But again, it gets picked off toward the right side boards. And Zibanejad will just rattle this around. It's a battle for the puck near the left side of the faceoff dot. And now it's picked up. By the blue shirts, played off the backhand. Or to Panarin, settle it down and said, look for a cross pass for Truba, who was cutting in. And that one went wide. As the Flames can't get it out of their own end, it's a chance for Jimmy VC Off the back pass, looking for a deflection. And that one got brushed aside. As now Tanev will try to get it around the inboards. Now Milan Lucic will play a nice backhand pass as this hits Trevor Lewis. Trevor Lewis, long shot. Saw by Halak. 14.49 in the first. It's two shots to one if they were the Flames. No score just yet. Uh, well, John, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you think of this first five minutes. I was able to jump in uh, about two minutes into the, the first period here. and you know, I've seen a couple of turnovers from the Flames that luckily have not resulted in anything extremely dangerous, but uh, the Rangers seem to have some jump tonight. And on the Flames side, I'm looking at Jacob Pelche, who's back in the lineup. Mm -hmm. He's on the second line for the Flames, and he could do some damage this evening. So I think we got a good matchup on our hands, bud. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Jacob Pelche is going to fit in there with Kadri and Huberdo as the shot gets blocked all the way back down the ice. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that as well. It's been a while for all of us with the All-Star break. It's been a week for me since doing a game. So I'm just really happy to get back in and start covering some more stuff as this is picked up now and the Flames will have it in the offensive end. 
Off the backhand, Blue Shirts will try to get this out of the defensive end. They'll play a nice pass. Here's a chance for Heedle. He's got Lafayette on the doorstep. It doesn't matter. Heedle scores! Off the wrist shot, and the Rangers are out in front. Boy, even as a Flames fan, John, I can't be too mad at that one. That was so pretty. What a fantastic pass. Off the boards, perfect draw weight, as Derek Wills likes to say, to Heedle. He comes up the right wing, and he does it himself. That's what we've said we wanted to see from Jonathan Huberdeau all year long. You know what? That takes confidence, and that is a goal scorer's goal right there. Forehand on the blocker side, it's one nothing New York. I know we can't go back to it too many times, Cooper. I always punch this button. You remember when we watched the Lightning and the Rangers in the playoffs? That was a beautiful goal off the inboards, and Heedle, with all kinds of confidence, lets the wrist shot go. He's got four goals in five games, so the kid line already strikes first on the third line side. So the Rangers take the lead at MSG. It's 5.37 left to go in the first. Toffoli off the backhand. Try to get picked up by Rasmus Anderson. The puck is just bouncing all over toward the right dot and flip back down the ice. Well, this will find Noah Hannafin. Picked up now Rasmus Anderson. Anderson's going to gain that red line and dump it in. As this takes a bounce, I think, out of play. 13.55 in the first. We're going to go to a media stoppage. Yeah, John, one thing that we can note here as we uh, see that replay, I mean, listen, that is a fantastic wrist shot right there from Heedle. And again, one nothing Rangers here early. Well, something I like to see is that the Flames' first lines, uh, excuse me, first line was on right there just for a little bit. They had about a 20-second shift there after the goal was scored, and they had some pushback. They threw a couple of hits. Tyler Toffoli drives the net and got a rebound opportunity with Lindholm on the doorstep. Of course, nothing came of it. But uh, as we hit the commercial here, that's the kind of thing you need to see from the Flames because sometimes we haven't seen that, right? They've been pushed around every now and then in this season, and that's part of the reason why they're still kind of on the fringes of those playoff uh, berths. So I'm just curious how you've been, my friend, and uh, what you do during the All-Star break. And, and again, uh, not again, I didn't say this yet, but <laughs> thanks for those messages on, uh, on Instagram. And I was actually going to write back to you as I'm kind of wrapping up uh, work for the day, but then I saw you uh, start the broadcast, I thought I'd jump in. Hey man, I appreciate it nonetheless. Yeah, I only really had a couple of days that I could have broadcast, and it was kind of up in the air as a schedule and other plans and stuff like that, so I just kind of took it a little bit easy, which is, you know, fair or unfair to say. It was, it would have been tough to be able to get a broadcast in, so rather than rush it and not have anyone appreciate anything, I just kind of just took a couple of those days, but yesterday... I had to make sure I didn't blow the voice out because I got a chance to visit the Chrysler Center for Michigan and Ohio State basketball. Boy, was that fun. We were 10 rows from courtside. Had some great seats. Got to watch Michigan beat Ohio State. I had a blast yesterday. Hey, go blue. It's no, no better victory than when you're beating down your rivals. That must have been extra fun, man. That sounds fantastic. So here is the big thing. I know we can't try to get all of our plans and everything else way ahead in advance, but the... Red Wings and the Flames will meet twice this month, first on Thursday and then next Thursday. So hopefully you and I can team up on that broadcast on Thursday because that will be our next one with the Flames and the Red Wings. Yeah, that's something that you and I have been uh, keeping an eye on. I mean, there have been a few games on the schedule this year that we knew we wanted to cover. Uh, the one that most recently comes to mind, of course, was Johnny Gaudreau's return to the Saddle Dome in Calgary. Uh, yeah, we, you know, knowing that uh, you're out in, in Michigan and that I'm, you know, of course, I'm, I'm here in Los Angeles, but the, the heart is in Calgary. <laughs> we definitely have to cover some wings and Flames hockey. 
Alright, sounds cool. So that'll probably be the next time that we'll meet up on the Thursday side. And I'll have Cooper Pro if he wants to break in in the second period or whenever we get a break if he wants to do some play-by-play. -play. So we had a momentary uh, red screen on the Sportsnet side, but everything is back now and picked up now by the Flames in their own end. That's the feed that I got right now for the Sportsnet side. I know MSG is also available as well. So 13-25 left to go in the first. It's a one nothing lead for the New York Rangers courtesy of Philip Heedle. As this is picked up now between the players bench by the Flames, they'll settle it down as Chris Tanev will crisscross to the defensive partner. Flames try to bank this one to Michael Backlund, and now Coleman has to kind of overskate this thing. Would have been a difficult pass nonetheless, as Will Cooley, the fourth line for a Gerard Gallant squad, is also out there. And picked up now, Schneider kind of blows a tire. This is going to be an opportunity here for the Flames to go ahead and get the puck near the left side of the red line. But the Rangers will collapse near the left side of the faceoff dot. There's all sorts of puck battle as Backlund got knocked down. Coleman gets tripped, and the Flames are going on the power play. Yeah, really good job on that shift right there by Michael Backlund, who I always uh, I always take the opportunity to mention that he is the longest tenured Flame. The Flames without an official captain. Uh, I think you could slot Michael Backlund into that role. He set the example right there. And we also get a really good replay right there of Nazem Kadri, who just is fresh off of the All-Star break. Uh, he's got a little jump as he literally jumped into one of the Rangers yeah. right along the glass, throwing a shoulder. So the Flames are going to have the first uh, power play of the game. This could be a good opportunity for them to even things up here. Let's see if Michael Backlund gets some, uh, after he takes a breather, gets some offensive time on the man advantage because he looked good on that last shift. So Ben Harper is the one that's going in the sin bin of the 7.15 marker, 12.45 in the first. It's Jonat and Cooper Hopkins with you on play-by-play and color respectively, although I'm sure we're going to switch on that side. So the Rangers are at 81% penalty kill, which is exactly really where you want to be, around that 80 marker. And this is picked up now by Rasmus Anderson. Anderson. Gains the red line. I'll get this across an open left wing. And Flames will try to just put this down the red line right now as Anderson will come together off the forecheck. And this gets cleared down the ice. Be a chance for Lindholm or maybe Markstrom. Markstrom will come all the way down toward the right side of the dot. Play this one. Picked up now by Michael Backlund. Backlund going toward the right wing. He'll just pinball this ahead off of one of the blue shirts. And they'll get some puck possession as Elias Lindholm wins it off the stick lift. It's Rasmus Anderson near the right dot. He'll get it back. They hold it in. And this will go back across. Shot toward the wrist shot. Gets picked up out of the air by Backlund and fought off there by Halat and sent down the ice. It's now four shots to two, but the Rangers have the one goal, courtesy of Philip Heedle. It's 11.40 left to go in the first. The Flames are on their first power play. they got about 50 seconds left to work. Back passes are looking to get set now. It's Nazem Kadri is going to gain the zone. Kadri will get it back off the give and go. One timer set up. That was a great stop by Halat in close. Hannafin's got a race for the puck against Alexei Lafreniere. He's going to get there back in his own end. And now the Flames can do this one more time. Picked up toward the right wing. Flames, Madrapani off the back pass. That was a good look there, but the pass went just wide. And this goes all the way down back to Markstrom toward the left dot. Flames. Have it again. Nazem Kadri gains the zone. It's one on four. He's going to elect to shoot toward the left post. He just missed that. About 78 miles an hour off the wrist shot. Madrapani will pin one of the Rangers to the right side of the glass as he falls down. But this goes to the blue shirts now. They'll put this around the end boards and now they'll get it out as Chris Tanev can't get there in time. This will touch the stick of Markstrom and it will effectively end the power play for the Flames. It's five shots to two now as we've hit 1040 in the first. 
Now, Dubé, we'll get this one down. Halat didn't know where it was for a moment, but it was right on his stick. He was trying to look around and see if there was any uh, Rangers in front to pass to. And now Panarin with a nice pass ahead, but he's getting battled by Rosichka, but he can't win the battle. But a nice diving shot block, and a welcome back to Christopher Tanev. That's a great play there as he knocks it away off the two-on-one. But this is a bad giveaway. Bodied off. Mackenzie Weger tries to knock one of the blue shirts off the puck, and now the Flames can escape with it. It's Trevor Lewis off the pass to Lucic. Gives it back to Lewis off the stick shaft of Halat. As the Flames try to get a good shot there off of the two-on-one. Now a shot from the blue line side gets picked up now by the Rangers. And now Artem Panarin is going to do a little self-deke as he drops it there with Keandre Miller. Here's the Benajet. Lafayette! Did, oh, wow, what a stop by Markstrom. That looked to be some wizardry. Oh, I think you were taking a big breath for a goal call right there. If I know you, any, if I know you at all, John, and I don't blame you because Zibanejev goes far to the right wing, and that was put right on it. I'll be honest, from my view, and I have the Sportsnet beat as well, John, it looks like Markstrom did not have a beat on that thing. I don't think he knew exactly where the shot came in, but he found it right between his pads, and he covered up. Man, oh man, that's a dangerous chance right there from the Rangers. But the, the Flames looked pretty decent. I liked their power play. They didn't get a chance to score, but they did have a couple of opportunities. And uh, I'm seeing some good jump from them. I know I've said that word a couple of times here early in this broadcast, but they seem to have fresh legs. It's not a complete surprise uh, coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, but you know what? I really love what I've seen from Jacob Pelche so far. Uh, Nazem Kadri has been really noticeable. So obviously the Rangers are uh, still creating chances. But uh, the Flames are, are not being completely pushed out no. of this thing. It's good to see early on. No, it is, and it's two really good teams playing against each other. Again, you wonder what the All-Star break is going to bring, but I think it's also much needed for all these teams. And uh, the one event that we can say, because, again, I, I'm going to be honest with everybody, I say I did not watch much of the skills competition because I heard that there were uh, – some issues for everybody, but I did see the accuracy shooting competition in between Nazem Kadri and Connor McDavid, and that was pretty fun. As McDavid, I think, went 8 for 8, but he still lost in one of the rounds. <laughs> Nazem Kadri did pretty well, but I guess he got uh, a few feet in front as he was hitting some of his targets, but I like that from Kadri. I feel like, I feel like you know, listen, tip of the cap to Kadri, but I got to say that McDavid, somebody on Twitter described him as a machine. I mean, you, you see the highlights of what he does. I yeah. feel like, you know, after he goes four for four, eight for eight, you know, it just <laughs> continues his streak. It's like, he's like, you know what? I've shown the world this enough times. I, I'm getting tired. I want to break too. So I think he probably just, he just shut it down as we get set here. 9.49 to go here in the first. Seven shots to three in favor of Calgary. John Ott's going to keep the play-by-play -play going as the Rangers have their one goal advantage. So this is going to get picked up now off the face-off win there by the Blue Shirts. Or Tam Panarin will try to get this back to the D side. Flames will cancel it out. It's going to be a rush for the puck now. Off the backhand and good defense there. Coleman sitting on the doorstep and now it's in! What a play by the Flames! They never gave up and they've tied the game at one! Wow, John, that is a great call by you, my friend, and an exciting play right there. Completely different than the Heedle uh, uh, goal for the Rangers. That is a greasy first goal for the Calgary Flames, and man, oh man, that's impressive. That is Andrew Mangiapane, a pretty diminutive forward, using his body to shield off a defender. He kicks the puck, he goes blade, skate, Beautiful. back to his stick blade, and then creates an opportunity for Coleman, who just jams away and goes five 
five hole. That's a huge goal right there, and I think that's going to be a big confidence boost for the visitors. To be able to kick that to yourself and somehow get that to Coleman all within having players wrapped around you, that's incredible. As the Flames have tied this one up at one, again, an offside entry here by the Blue Shirts. And as you said, to the points coming back in from the break, now the Flames make it count on the scoreboard as it's 8-3 to three on the shots and tied at 1. you got to like that effort there, Cooper. Yeah, and both teams have really been around it. I mean, I think the goalies have been fine so far, nothing egregious. And I, I mean, and Halak's right there. The puck's banging around. I think he's in the right position, just happened to leave a little bit of a window that Coleman found. And the action has resumed here, so let's see uh, which team can take the momentum. Chance now near the left side red line for Dylan Dubé, but there's three players in his face as he somehow gets us away from Braden Schneider and now picked up in behind the office of Lot, but it's Teller to Foley. He's going to need some help. He's going to make the back pass here for Dylan Dubé. Harper tries to push him away from the puck, and now Heedle will get this one. Schneider will get it out of the zone. This will go all the way down. We'll touch the stick of Markstrom as we've hit the 845 mark of the first. We're tied at one. Latest goal here for the Flames. It's eight shots to three. Is Michael Stone going to take his time? Maybe some of the forwards are going to change there for Daryl Sutter's squad. It's Nazem Kadri racing down the right wing side. Kadri is going to get around Keandre Miller again. I always talk about Miller and Truba. They sit on the second line only because there is an embarrassment of riches for the blue shirts on defense. Jacob Peltier tried to take him off the puck, but this will be a transition here. For the Blue Shirts, they'll get this one down. Alexei Lafreniere out there with Sammy Blay as Gerard Galan has mixed some of his lines. Gets it back to the D, and this is kept in as Truba will play this across. Sammy Blay, big hit on Chris Tanev. And this is still live right now as this is put around the embankment. It's Alexei Lafreniere as Markstrom holding on to that left post. And this will get settled back down by the Flames. Nice spin move under duress there for Coleman. Wow. As this is picked up now by Kadri. Left here for Huberto. Nice back pass. See if Rasmus will shoot it. Oh, what a glove save by Halat. That's really pretty, John. A 76-mile-per-hour wrister from Anderson, who does have that offensive touch as a defenseman. He comes in there, a lot flashes the leather, but a nice passing sequence by the Flames, yeah. too. Kadri has really looked strong, sharp, and here's a replay of that hit on Chris Tanev. It looks like he just lost an edge right there. Luckily, he didn't take too much uh, uh, of a body shot on that one because we know he is coming back from injury, and he's so crucial to the Flames' defensive efforts. When you think about that last play that we just called there, sometimes I know on a Cooper side for Calgary Flames, especially, you can get frustrated watching some of these games sometimes. But wow, I mean, if the Flames can play like that with the confidence, you know they have that. They can be really dangerous. As this is picked up now across the red line, it's going to be a chance for New York to settle this one back down. It's a 1-1 game right now with 7.25 in the first. It's John on Cooper Hopkins here with you. Hannafin lost it off the clear. As this gets picked up, this is going to be played off the short side shot, and that one I might have went off the left post, or might have went off a chance of Markstrom. Chance now for Lindgren into the traffic, and Markstrom got bumped. The puck is loose in between the circles, and somehow New York doesn't find it. As this goes now near the left side red line, we'll see if the Flames can get this out as Rasmus Anderson eludes a body check. And now this will go back in between Lindgren and Fox. Fox might have been taking a change there. He was right near the bench. Great move by Panarin. Going to set it up here for Jimmy Vesey. He fires it way wide, high off the glass as it hits big Nikita Zadorov. Zadorov, nice back pass. No look there from Backlund. As Coleman's trying to find this in between his skates. 
Calgary certainly has some confidence. It's good to see here. you got to watch out for Mika Zibanejad, though. He whistles that just in behind the cage. VC tries to play this off his stick as it goes back to D to D. This bounces off of Backlund's arm. And now back down. And Madripani with a no look ahead. And now Backlund being held toward the left side of the boards near the left dot. Be a chance now for the Breadman. It's one-on-one -on -one against the defense. He's going to get around Chris Tanev. He'll make a drop pass, but nobody in particular. The Flames able to intercept him. What a body contact as Tanev got smoked again. And now there's a fight. It's Trubon Tanev. They're near the right side red line. Tanev trying to get his overhand rights loose, but now they're just kind of tied up here. We'll see if the refs will still let them go. Still trying to get something loose. It's Trubon Tanev. Refs are letting this go right now, but nothing happening right now. These guys are just kind of spinning around and holding that jersey. And now the refs will break it up. Good action there. My goodness, I'm not sure who initiated that one. I imagine that Chris Tanner is taking issue with uh, what he's been feeling and seeing on the ice. Not only has he taken the body from the Rangers a couple of times, he's watching his teammates get blasted as well, and I think he had oh. something to say about that. Neither uh, neither of those men got a ton of great haymakers in, but yeah, Truba and Tanev immediately get tied up after I think it was potentially Lindholm getting checked right there, or no, it looks like Dylan Dubé was popped right at the blue line. And yeah, John, those two, Tanev and Truba, went right at it. Gloves dropped, sticks all over the place, and they're going to sit for five apiece. I know Truba is one of those guys that fans will say that he likes to play on the edge. Some people say that he plays dirty. I don't think he's like a Scott Stevens, but I will say he was not afraid to lift and separate on any of these hits, so you have to keep your head up when you're around Jacob Truba. And Dylan Dubé, he looks to be no worse for wear, but he certainly took a big hit there, Cooper. Yeah, he did. Luckily, he popped right back up. And again, he just like uh, several of the Flames players, he's not a huge skater, uh, but you know he's, he's definitely very strong. He was able to handle that body check. But it looks like we're going to get a power play here for the Rangers. I think it's two pretty clearly for instigating against Tanev. Tanev just had had enough of it. And uh, the Flames, who already had some jump in their game, as I've been saying, let's see if they can fight off this man advantage for the Rangers as Markstrom has to cover up right off the faceoff, and I will let John get back to it. Yeah, it will be interesting to see because from all intents and purposes of what Cooper and I saw between the last season's playoffs and all the numbers now, the Rangers still kind of have that same power play that can do a lot of that damage, and it starts by getting puck possession off the faceoff. When they do, it's been a shot for a one, a slap shot off of a nice, pretty give-and-go there in Zibanejad. It got answered there by Markstrom. Yeah, you know, one thing I'm going to say right now here, John, we haven't said a lot of specifics about either of the goaltenders tonight, but Markstrom has a couple of really nice saves under his belt now. Um, prior in a sequence prior to the fight, uh, Markstrom had a shot go off of his shoulder. The Rangers were able to keep the zone, and then he was in great position to stop another opportunity, and then he gets in front of that slapper right there. So another face-off win, and it was an opportunity for Kreider that got tipped just wide off of an initial save there by Markstrom. Picked up now near the left side dot. Again, the Flames penalty kill is around the same spot as the Rangers. As this gets turned over, Lott just misplayed it. Coleman got a shot on, but now he's by himself. Maybe he'll get some reinforcements, but maybe not too many because it is a penalty kill here for the Flames. But Fox stuck in his own end. This gets picked up in between the circles. And now this will get bounced away from the netting with 518 in the first. 
Yeah, nice little break right there for the Flames, who did some good good forechecking. I mean, listen, not only is Blake Coleman on the score sheet as the Calgary Flames' only goal scorer, uh, he did a nice job right there of killing about 15 or 20 seconds of that power play for the Rangers just by being in the right place at the right time on a forecheck. So those are the kind of fundamental things that Daryl Sutter likes to see, and as a fan, that's what I love to see as well. And Sportsnet, you make me put my foot in my mouth, two for 21 on the power play for the for the Rangers in their last several games, but their numbers are still around 20%. So that's just a little bit of a slide, but that's not normally like them, as it's a minute left to go on the power play on the side for the Blue Shirts. It's a 1-1 game with five minutes left to go in the first. John on here with you with Cooper Hopkins between play-by-play -play and color respectively, although I'm sure we're going to switch around on that side. This is picked up. Oh, Zibanejad tried to find one of his teammates. I believe that was Kreider. He could have shot that one. And danger averted there for the Flames. Keandre Miller will get this one from Halat. Miller will take his time and circumvent ahead as Filipito lost it. Backhanded pass. It was a no-look, but it was intercepted. And now it's going to go back to the Flames in their own end. They'll just put this wide around the end boards. It's a two-on-one, possibly for Majapati. Gets the pass across, and it was stopped by Halad. It was Dylan Dubé on the shorthand, two-on-one. And now here come the Rangers. A chance for Capococco. And another pass. This one just finds Markstrom, and he'll cover it up. And now we get some more pushing and shoving. Yeah, John, the intensity really picking up here after that fight between Truba and Tanev. I mean, you, you can expect that. We've seen that before. Remember Flames games where Lucic has gotten into fights, and the Flames have responded with some extra intensity. And, boy, we get a replay on the Sportsnet feed of that beautiful pass on the two-on-one opportunity on the uh, penalty kill shorthand. And I'm actually surprised the Flames didn't score right there, but the uh, Rangers have nine seconds left in this power play. I think it's still a win if the Flames can kill this thing. Another offensive zone faceoff win for the Rangers. And all kinds of traffic, and there was a push. That one was on Heedle. Decision comes in there as well with Sammy Blay. Jonathan Huberdeau gets in front of the referees before anything gets too tumultuous. Yeah, boy, Mackenzie Weger just cleared the blue paint right in front of Jacob Markstrom right there. And Markstrom's had to be on, as, as John Ott would like to say, he's had to be on his P's and Q's. He's uh, been in the right spot, made himself big. He's found those shooting lanes, and he's covered up. Boy, he had to fight for that puck right at the top of the crease right there. And then Mackenzie Weger dumped that Rangers forward. Just three seconds to go here in the power play. He sure did. It's another win for the Rangers here. Shot in through the screen. It's toward the blue paint. Markstrom was down a couple of times. The last one was for Lindgren. But now the Flames have puck possession. Try to get this one to the right side wall. No penalty called. As I think there might be one now. There is a hand in the air. As Milan Lucic is a little bit upset. And now we get some more beating. And toward the center circle. It's chaos. Punches being thrown by everybody. Mackenzie Weger with some uppercuts. I don't know who that is on the other side for the Rangers. Lecision is being held. Kadri trying to get in there as well. Welcome to the fight night, Cooper Hopkins. Glad to be with you. This is absolutely bonkers, John. <laughs> it's another classic John Hyde Cooper Hopkins hockey game. We're getting something that we've never seen before. I have never seen, even in his time in Florida, have I seen Mackenzie Weger throw punches it. like that. Unbelievable as Milan Lucic draws a penalty. Now he's probably going to the box as well. We got Zadorov in the box. Tanev still sitting. Three Rangers in the box, John. We got to sort this all out. This is oh. a wild one, my friend. 
That was that uh, Sammy Blay that got a little bit of an elbow there on Lucic. He took exception to that, and then they met at center ice. They squared off a few punches, and now we went to commercial break. Everybody exhale. It's still 1-1 with 3.44 in the first. My goodness. Oh, we had to go to commercial break. I think we got to give the official scores there in the box <laughs> between the penalty boxes some time to jot all these notes down because there's so much happening. And yeah, Lucic definitely did take an elbow right there, and he he calmly skated right to center ice, and boy, he got in that mixer. And some of the referees were down as well. Yeah, John, this is going to be an interesting one to sort out. But uh, I don't know what this is what's prompted this, but I think these are two teams that have high expectations this year. You know, I don't want to go into too big of an analysis because, you know, we just have a few seconds here uh, with the commercials on. But, you know, these are two teams with tons of expectations, tons of talent. I think they both experienced some adversity. And now coming out of an all-star break with a little extra energy, I think we're starting to see them push up against each other and try to really show some dominance. And uh, they're going to have to do that one way or another because this game's tied up. And you can't just keep fighting, John. you got to... Remember to try to uh, play some hockey also. I know you said this, but I want to go back to the point you said because I'm thinking the same thing. What's going on with Mackenzie Weger? You seen him just dump down the uh, one of the forwards there for the Rangers on the previous play, and then he starts throwing bombs off the uppercut. I love it. Yeah, you know what? And Mackenzie Weger is, is a name that we've mentioned not always in the brightest light, right? He's brought in in the offseason by Brad Living. I have not seen a ton from him this year. You know, yeah, does he chip in? Of course. Is he, is he defensively sound most of the time? Yes. But I think Flames fans especially expect a little bit more, give me a little more highlight real action, uh, whether it comes in the form of assists or, or goal-scoring opportunities, which he can create for himself and others. But man, oh man, I did not, frankly, I did not know he had that in him. He absolutely engaged and was throwing bombs. And uh, that's a different Mackenzie Weger. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it all day long because that is what you got to do. And they were getting the replay on the Sportsnet side. Oh, my goodness. And I, I, that is uh, – and, and the old 5-0 for the Rangers there. I still can't get the nameplate. John, who is that for New York? Uh, I didn't – I think that was Will Cooley that was getting yes, said by – Yes, that's Weaver. correct. Yeah, yes. I just pulled up the roster there. You're right. And that he took some hard shots. He did. And uh, Lucic still had some other words. I wish I was a good uh, lip reader. What I can tell you right now, Cooper, is the box is full of Rangers and Flames right now as the referees are still trying to sort all this stuff out. Yeah, we have multiple referees on literally more than one headset. We have security <laughs> officials in the box, NHL officials in the box that is full of Rangers hockey players. And now we're going to get another look at this. Let's see if we can go in the slow motion here. Yeah. Oh. Lucic takes, oh, up high. He takes a shoulder and an elbow right to the jaw. I'm surprised he didn't get concussed by that, John. That is a dirty play right there, my friend. I don't want to overstate it, but it looks like that was headhunting by the Rangers. That was Sammy Blay, too. And I really don't think he's one of those guys that do something like that. So we've seen a little out of character for Blay, for Weger. I don't know what's prompted all of this stuff, Cooper, but from the All-Star break, it seems all systems go again for both of these teams, but as an innocent bystander and as a play-by-play -play man and everything else, I can tell you I love it, whether for better or for worse for some of you guys. I, I enjoy it myself. This is a great game so far. 
Yeah, you know, there are tons of, tons of hockey fans out there that say that this type of action is what's missing. You know, it's a little bit more of a classic right. hockey game right here. The physicality, there's been uh, no player shy about showing some extra physicality tonight. And I love we see Gerard Gallant and Daryl Sutter. Uh, they, they're waiting just like us to find out exactly what the situation is here. I'm not sure if we're going to have a four-on-four. We might even have this, the fairly rare four-on-three. Now, Chris Tanev is skating out of the box. John, uh, I don't have the feed turned up on my side. Could we have uh, a misconduct by Tanev? I'm not sure what we're seeing. We might. There is some booing by the MSG crowd right now. They're just showing a crowd shot. Uh, and even for Daryl Sutter, who is always very diminutive, he's getting a little bit of, at least you see some head shakes and some face grimaces. So we're seeing a little more emotion from Daryl Sutter than we usually do, Cooper. That's true, and now we see Blay is now back on the bench for the Rangers. But we have still multiple Rangers in the box. I'm not entirely sure, John. Uh, I've not ever been in a situation like this. And the referees, this, now we're into five, six, seven, eight minutes now yeah. of trying to sort this thing out. So I'm just going to tell everybody from what I see right now until we get the definitive call. The ESPN box has Sammy Blaze, Zadorov, Cooley, Mackenzie Wigger, and Lucic all listed at a penalty at 16-16. But we don't have everything else sorted out at the moment. But that's just what we have as you have uh, Backlund and you have Zibanejad talking to the referees now. I still think this might take an extra couple minutes, Cooper. Yeah, and we see uh, yeah, Mika Zibanejad and Michael Backlund are getting explanations from not one, but two of the referees now. Looks like there's some confusion uh, by Michael Backlund. He's trying to get some clarifications. Abanajad has skated away, and here's the call. So, Sammy Blay, they said legal check, so it's not going to be a misconduct. That was awfully close. But now we're getting the list of penalties, and I honestly can't keep up with them all. It's like hooking and fighting and fighting and fighting and more fighting, so... We'll, we'll measure it all out right now as uh, Daryl Sutter is... Now he's got a little bit of a smile and he's shaking his head. Milan Lucic can't believe what's going on, but once we actually get it on the box of the Sportsnet side, we'll relay it to you. But that hit, as you called it, Cooper, and I'm just trying to be as fair as possible, I mean, that was pretty close. That was borderline there for Sammy Blake. Yeah, it looks to me, and truly, I, I, I try to be a good right. fan first I, and, a, and a good broadcaster first. Belay looked to me like he was targeting the upper body, but not the chest or torso. It looked like he went shoulder to jaw of Milan Lucic and was raising up out of his skating stance. He went low to high, and Daryl Sutter's in disbelief. I have to agree with him. Uh, that looked like a dirty call here. So it's actually going to be a power play for the Rangers, John. I'm seeing only four flames on the ice. Yep, and it's another face-off win here for the Blue Shirts. The sixth offensive zone face-off win. Set up off the tip for Zibanejad. It wasn't a full blast there. He's trying to get a deflection out in front, and Markstrom made a good save. As this goes all the way down, Halat almost lost it in between his skates. And now this will go to Adam Fox. So after all of that, it's a two-minute power play here for the Rangers, but that was pretty fun. I don't think we're going to get anything as crazy as that, but again, there's still a long way to go. A lot of life left to breathe into this game as Adam Fox. We'll get this now in between the circles. He's still patient with it as it's now it's Artemi Panarin. Panarin trying to gain the red line. He's going to leave this now for Barclay Goudreau. 
And now this will go back around at the end boards. Zadorov watched it bounce up in the air and out of play over Michael Stone. Yeah, this is a, another test here for the Calgary Flames. And that puck did go up into the netting, uh, so we have stoppage, as John pointed out. Uh, but yeah, big test right here after all of that melee and uh, some real intensity by the Calgary Flames, multiple players on their squad. We're, they're going to have to uh, settle in, really focus here as we get a replay on the Sportsnet side of Kreider just missing a, a, a setup on a slap pass. Uh, he was in on the open side of the net and just missed it, so it stays 1-1. Did he almost get hit in the head by Hannafin? Question mark? That's something we're going to have to take a look at. I didn't see that on the replay, but... Uh, I think now we have a stoppage, John. 101 left to go on the power play for the Rangers. But yeah, did you see a questionable hit there? I thought I saw maybe off the stick lift might have hit one of the Rangers in the face that made sure that Kreider couldn't get the puck right on the doorstep to finish that one. I think I think the Flames might have gotten away with one on that side as it's a defensive zone draw. This is won by the Flames and cleared all the way down. And now Halat will leave this here for Keandre Miller. So it's power play numero dos line out there right now for Gerard Gallant's squad. And now this is played to Philip Hedel, but he's going to have to try to get around some body checks. Stone in there as well with Zadorov. This gets flipped down the ice. This can't be held, and the Blue Shirts will pick this back up now across the red line. It's a 1-1 contest. It's 11 shots to 10 in favor of the Flames. We've had everything right now, and including an old uh, old school brawl right in the middle of the Rangers logo. you got to love that side. So Alexei Lafreniere off the back pass now. Here's Miller. Now it goes back to Lafreniere, holding off the left post is Markstrom, and now this will find the Flames. They've been good on their penalty kill so far. It's Andrew Majapani gained the zone, and this will go right in the catching glove of Halat, but he'll play it quickly before it's blown dead. So that will kill the power play for the Rangers. They're now 0 for 2, and there's a chance now toward the right side faceoff dot on the red line as Zadorov and one of the Rangers come together. This is flipped down by Sammy Blay, who was not called for a game misconduct on the hit on Lucic. And now, picked up here by Dubé, as he was able to keep his footing around the stick blade. It's Adam Fox. And now Lindgren, first line defense out there for Gerard Gallant squad. And across the red line now, I think this would have been offside with a minute 17 left to go in the first. Yep, so we're closing in on the End of the first period here, John, and uh, nice job by Andrew Mangiapane, who effectively killed the last portion of that man advantage for the Rangers, getting a forehand right on that was gloved by Halat. Uh, I've seen whistles come quickly, but uh, they gave him a, a little wider berth there. He was able to toss the puck out and uh, continue with his teammates, but right now we're about a minute and ten away from the end of the first. Let's see if uh, we can get a late goal here. So Nika Zibanejad will get this one all the way down as it touches the stick of Michael Stone and off the backhand it's a little bit too wide as the Flames will turn this over into the neutral zone. This is going to get waved off. It's a chance for Nikita Zadorov under the minute now. The first period it's a 1-1 score. A little bit of everything. Nice play by the Flames off the windmill deep, but it was Nazem Kadri that couldn't retain the puck possession as this goes back now to Lindgren. Lindgren's on the right circle. Waiting for the forwards to get set, it was Jimmy VC, and that was a good defensive play by the Flames to knock that away. Lafreniere could have had a one-on-one -on -one walk in. And this gets picked up now by the Flames. It's Elias Lindholm from Toffoli. Kept in toward the blue line side. Shot goes just wide. Toffoli will get this now toward the right side of the red line. Picked up now by the Rangers. See if they get one more opportunity here. 
This is picked up by Sammy Blay. Kind of wonder if he's going to get targeted off of that hit by Lucic. I'm just throwing it out there as it's eight seconds left to go on the first. It's a battle for puck possession right now. One by the Flames. They got it with three seconds left in the first, and that's going to effectively kill everything, but maybe not. Maybe they'll go to point two, but no. They sound the horn as it fell back to Markstrom. One, one after one. One, one after one. I think that's the way it should be, John. These teams are so evenly matched right now. Uh, and I do mean in the hockey game, not uh, in their boxing matches. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a play I want to mention right here as we see the replays of the goals from Heedle and then really nice play, Rajapani to Coleman, who was jamming away and ended up putting it in the back of the net. A play by Hannafin that you called with about 20 seconds left to play. Uh, one of the Rangers would have been open one-on-one with Markstrom if Hannafin doesn't get his stick blade on a saucer pass. So that won't go down on the score sheet, but a really nice play by the Flames defenseman right there to prevent a really golden scoring opportunity. So we've hit the break, and we're back in action, and uh, we got ourselves a dang good hockey game tonight, John. Yeah, we do. I mean, we look at the standings right now from the first game back from the All-Star break for everybody here, for most teams that are going to be in action here. The Flames are sitting at 57 points. They're just outside the wild card with the Avalanche at 57 and the Oilers with 60. And on the Rangers' side, they got 62 points there. They've only lost one game in the last 10 in which they did not get points, so they're sitting at 62 third in the Metro. I think, I know I've said this many times, Cooper Hopkins, but these are the type of games that Calgary's going to have to play down the stretch if they want to get in the postseason. And boy, oh boy, for any rest that some of these guys have gotten from the All-Star break, all this stuff is coming back in the spades here as both these teams are absolutely giving as good as they get. Yeah, that's the right way to put it. They, they've uh, pushed each other around, but they haven't pushed their opponent away or aside or down for very long. Uh, there hasn't been one team who's really dominated puck possession time, dominated uh, on the you know less quantifiable sort of uh, on the motive, uh, not the motivation, but the momentum side. Uh, and so it's going to be. I'm curious. I'm just. I'm so curious. This is what I've wanted. And look, the All Star uh, festivities are are so exciting. Uh, and it's fun to watch these skilled players do what they do best. But I've really been itching uh, to get back into real regular season action because the Flames are right in it, as they've been all year. The Rangers are in a solid spot right now. And uh, I'm not surprised to see, and you know, you and I are always careful when we use this term, but there is that bit of a playoff feel because I think yeah. these two teams believe very strongly that they not only deserve a playoff position, but will ultimately find themselves in one. And I think they're starting to play that way. The closer we get, day after day, week after week, that's what we're heading toward. We are barreling toward the postseason. We're already thinking and talking about it, and you know that's the case for these teams and these players as well. So uh, for a team like the Flames, who have looked a little flat at times, I'm really excited to see them come out so strongly, especially against a team like the Rangers at MSG. So we can talk about one of the trades that happened over the break there in the sense of we know where Bo Horvat is going to stay now, Cooper. He just signed an eight-year deal for Lula Amarillo's squad in the Islanders, and now he's going to be staying there. It certainly seemed like, and again, I'm going to not try to use this jokingly, Oh, I'm out of Vancouver. I'm signing immediately with the Islanders. Is that going to be enough to put them back into the playoff hunt? Because they've certainly been struggling going into the season's end of the half. 
Yeah, you know, I, I wish I had a more definitive answer for you. I think it's hard for me to make a real determination. You know, we know that Horvat brings so much to the table. But you, know, you can ask this question about any player who's yeah. traded. How, how will he gel with his new teammates? Um, so, you know, that's just a broad question. But also, I'm curious about his mental state. Does he feel a sense of freedom? You know, being able to uh, sure. step away from the, uh, well, let's just be honest, the dumpster fire that has been the Canucks season so far? Um, or will he feel strange about this uh, this new environment? Obviously, he's committed for a long term. I think it's eight and a half per for that eight-year period. Um, you know, I lean toward him co contributing, but I don't believe that he's going to make an impact immediately. Uh, I think it's going to take him five or six games to really get into a stride with the Islanders, but I do think that he's going to help them make a playoff push for sure. See, the one thing I know this is kind of offshoot for myself, but I know when we're back into the action here for Thursday's side between the Red Wings and the Flames, there's one guy on Detroit that does not have a contract yet, and that happens to be Dylan Larkin, the captain of the Red Wings. The reason I throw that out there for Bo Horvat is because Dylan Larkin's another one of those point-a-game type players. He wants a contract that's very close to $9, $10 million, and people say that Horvat is the much better player than Larkin is. So I kind of wonder in the offshoots of my mind whether or not Horvat has set the market. Because Steve Eisman has a big decision to make, as this deadline's only going to be a few weeks away on that side. And again, for the Flames, there's going to be some things that we can talk about there too shortly. But I kind of wonder what's going to happen with Dylan Larkin. Because Bertuzzi's been hurt all year. Larkin's been contributing. He had, uh, what, six points in the All-Star game. He had five goals and an assist as Kachuk took home the truck and everything else. He got the MVP. But it was nice to see All-Star game or not, Dylan Larkin able to show up and have a great All-Star festivity and game because when he got players around him, all of a sudden he becomes that much of a better player. So I kind of wonder if the market is going to be set on that front. Yeah, John, you uh, you and I are thinking the exact same thing. I mean, listen, Dylan Larkin used one of the biggest stages in the, on yeah. the hockey calendar to showcase exactly what he brings to the table. And, you know, look, yes, of course, we could... We could diminish it by saying, yeah, no, is anybody playing real shutdown defense? No, of course not. Are the goalies really dialed in and looking to stone every shot that comes their way? Yeah, of course not. It's an exhibition. But Dylan Larkin is not a name that I fully expect. He was in the conversation for he, – he could have easily been given the MVP yeah. over Kachuk. But, of course, Chuck playing with the Panthers – Kachuk playing with the Panthers now, I think, you know, it made sense. And, of course, he's a bit more of a household name when it comes to professional hockey. Kachuk is – so Dylan Larkin did everything that he possibly could do to uh, put himself in a really strong position to get big numbers uh, on a big contract. And, you know, I, I will say, on a side note, as a Flames fan, I loved, I loved their success. I root for the players as individuals. But it was a little bit tough to see Matthew Kachuk <laughs> and Johnny Gaudreau. For the, for the Central, yeah. do such a fantastic job for their respective squads in the All-Star game. I mean, they looked, they looked like they always do. They looked like All-Stars. And it was a tough reminder of uh, what the Flames no longer have. Um, so, hey, all the more reason that I'm feeling positive right now that, you know, with players like that, of that caliber, and in the D Dylan Larkin caliber, you know, players that are really showing their elite capabilities – you know, yeah, the Flames have been missing those guys all year, and they will for the future. But uh, the fact that they're able to play a game like they have been so far after one period against the Rangers, that's uh, good news to me. 
So, again, I'm not understating this, Cooper Hopkins, but I just want to bring this out to the forefront. Right off the break, it's a good opportunity for Jacob Markstrom to play against the New York Rangers. Right now, he's got an 893 save percentage. Do you expect that to go up at all, or is Dan Vladar still going to be the numero uno here in goal? Well, you know what? I'm gonna let me come in the side door. I'm gonna answer that question kind of from the, a, a different angle. So we could we could do the basic comparison. Okay, who you know, Markstrom's in. Do you think he's the number one, or is Dan Vladar done enough to do the to be the number one? I think Daryl Sutter knows, and and Brad for living. I think they both know that the the coaching staffs know uh, in Calgary what they have in Dan Vladar. I think they have basically determined at this point that Dan Vladar has the capabilities of a number one goaltender. I think what we're seeing tonight is Jacob Markstrom being shown confidence, having had a time to take a physical break, a mental break, along with his teammates, but specifically for him, getting to step away, step off the ice for a while, and come back in against one of the premier teams in the Eastern Conference, the New York Rangers. We know what they've done. We covered their games last year into the playoffs. We know how exciting they can be, how dynamic they can be. Um, Heedle's goal, that shows you right there, streaking it off the wing with an absolutely lasered wrister for the, for the Rangers' only goal. That's tough for any goalie to stop. But other than that, Markstrom has looked pretty good, and I think that's exactly what Daryl Sutter has wanted. And uh, this is a classic move. You, you know, you put in a goalie that has underperformed, you put them in a, a high-expectation situation saying, hey, we need a lot from you tonight. Everyone in front of you, skating in front of you, is going to give their all to uh, you know give you some run support, as the saying goes. But we need you to give everything you have in the crease to keep the, that goal total down. He's done that so far after one. I'd love to see him keep it maybe to two. Uh, that's two total goals for the Rangers. Hopefully the Flames can put in one or two more, and I, I expect this to be a, a one-goal victory for whoever does take the win, uh, and I do think it'll happen in regulation, but Marstrom, his play so far, I think, is what Sutter and the coaching staff was hoping for, John, uh, that he would find that form that has been missing uh, throughout the year. Yeah, I've certainly seen it so far, so I know we've had some kind comments on the YouTube side, so... The unofficial, official Joe Rogan, he always leaves some comments on some of my uh, feeds, and he wanted to ask, and I can ask you this, because you're in the broadcast here with me, Sidney Crosby had some comments. He said that he wants to have the playoff format be seeded 1 through 8. Forget about some of the other division winners and things like that. It's the 8 best teams in each conference. He thinks that that's going to be the best way to reward these teams. Do you like that, or do you like the way it is right now? You know what? I actually agree with Sid. I, I do. I think that that uh, it reminds me of formats in uh, some of the other other major sports. It makes me think of March Madness, um, which is you know kind of uh, irrespective of where you are coming from in your conference, you're getting a seed, right? It's like you know you might have won the Pac-12, right? Uh, you know, in, in sure. basketball, but you're still getting seeded, and I think that that is fair. I like that Sid spoke up about that. I don't expect a change to be made, John. I'm curious what your thoughts are. If you think that's even up for discussion, or, uh, or if Gary but Bettman and the powers that be are going to keep things the way they are. Because listen, you and I both can attest to the fact that we've gotten some fantastic 
uh, playoff series over the past several years. We finally got a battle of Alberta. Uh, we watched the Lightning uh, take on the Rangers, and after the Rangers looked so good, uh, the Lightning turned right around to do what they always do and, uh, and dominated that series. But you know what? We could go down the list. So I'm curious. I'm going to throw it back to you. Sure. Do you not only like what Sid said, but do you think that it's even up for discussion? So I'm going to say point B first. I don't think it's up for discussion. I don't know if Gary Bettman's going to be able to make that switch. So I'm going to say that outright. However, as far as Sidney Crosby and his comments, I think he's absolutely correct. We would love to see it because look at it in the spe in the specifics of the Central and the specifics of the Metropolitan. And between the the West and the East, respectively, aren't those like the toughest divisions? There's going to be teams that have the point totals and they just can't get in because there's no spots left for them. So that would kind of make the argument for a team, let's say, in the East. Look, the Buffalo Sabres are right on the mix of it with 56 points. Pittsburgh got 57, Washington got 60. Wouldn't you love to see Rasmus Dahlin, Tage Thompson, Owen Power in the playoffs right now? They're hotter than anybody. Or on the same side, when you have some of these other situations, like you said with the Battle of Alberta, uh, there's some teams that won't get in there. Maybe Minnesota doesn't get in. Maybe Vegas doesn't get in because of some of the injuries when they've had the slotted point total. So I think Sid makes a lot of sense in terms of what should happen. But I don't think Gary Bettman's going to change it. And I still think Gary Bettman is one of those ones that likes the overtime point or the lost point, whether it was a shootout or anything else. I would take this a step further. I know this would kind of change everything. So this is why I shouldn't be a commissioner. I'm kind of wondering, Cooper, if you get to a system where maybe you get three points in a win, two points in a shootout win, maybe one point in a, or two points in overtime win, one point in a shootout win, you don't get anything if you lose. I would maybe do something like that. So those are just some interesting thoughts in the sense of, you know, that could change the total landscape, but I don't think Gary Bettman's going to change too much of it. Right, and you know what, I'll say two things about that. So you make a, a great argument right there, and I think point totals for wins, losses, and the specific types of losses right. like overtime play, I think that is more up for discussion than playoff format overall. And that leads me to the second half of this short point, which is, Gary Bettman and the NHL have worked so hard and continue to work hard, including with the way games are scheduled, and there may be changes to scheduling coming up in uh, future seasons, near future seasons. My point being, there's been a ton of effort made to really highlight and put uh, a spotlight on local rivalries or regional rivalries, right, John? So we're talking about the Southern California teams, we're talking about uh, the Sharks versus the Kings. We're talking about the Canucks and the Flames. We're talking about the teams in the Metropolitan. So I think that if you were to, let's just say we snapped our fingers and took Sid's advice. Now, that doesn't change the fact that, that regional rivalries are still going to be important and will demand attention from hockey fans. But ultimately, when you get to that sort of more simplified seeding format, one through eight, it does diminish what's happening in the divisions, don't you think? I do. And I think that's one of the situations, like you said, Cooper, that Gary Bettman's probably not going to change it because from our initial point, and thank you for uh, the unofficial Joe Rogan for that question because it was a good discussion point by Sid and brought up again by you in that sense, everything that we see in the playoffs, Cooper, 
I, I love that it's best of seven between all that stuff. I don't want it to ever change, like how baseball will have like a, you know, now they did the wild card change or, you know, the first round is a best of five. I love that everything's best of seven, and I love that every team can beat everybody in hockey, and that is one of those special things that I don't think other sports have. You could have both teams lace up the skates, and for the most part there, Cooper, unless there's like a goaltending injury or something like that, you could make the argument that either team can win the series, and that's what I think makes hockey so beautiful. Yeah, you get no argument from me, and no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, I can understand. I can understand why Major League Baseball, in the example that you gave, made the decision to switch the length of series, and that's been the case now for a number of years. And it still works. It still It still creates exciting playoff baseball. But there's something really special, almost sacred, about that seven-game format for hockey. Um, you know, it gives a chance for the underdog team to really make a push. If you catch a hot goalie, and I always go back to the Jake Ottinger example, yes. I mean, we saw how close Dallas was to taking out the Flames last year. Um, you know, that those are the things that we love to see as hockey fans. And for the fans that are on the fringe that maybe don't pay attention, to the regular season battles and do tune in for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to see a top seeded team go down. It's top to see. It's fun to see a President's Trophy winner get upset. Um, and when you have seven game series, that is more likely to happen. Uh, and then when you have really dominant teams, we think of the Lightning teams. We think of the Avs from last year. Um, they have to run the gauntlet just like everyone else who just squeaks in. So they have to prove their mettle uh, and to take home the best trophy in sports. And so I think we're going to see things stay the same when it comes to the playoffs. But, yeah, John, there's a lot to look at in terms of the regular season uh, scheduling and also the way points are distributed, like we said. Yeah, I think we can talk a little bit more about that in a second if you want to do that side of it. But I will say this, the only thing I think that might want to go back to the usual format is by the time the season ends, I know that kind of changed a little bit because of COVID, because that threw everybody and the whole entire world off its ear. But the season ending at the same time the uh, NBA Finals ends, I don't think that these two sports should be sharing that same spotlight because we know who's going to win on the other side of that. And again, that's not just me saying that as a hockey fan. Do you want to take the second period here, Cooper, and call the play-by-play? -play? Uh, you know what, John? I, I honestly will let you... Continue to uh, continue to take the action if you uh, don't mind, because uh, unfortunately I may have to step away from the broadcast after the end of the second. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you just we'll keep the consistency with you on the call, and uh, I'll add some uh, some thoughts when we have a break. All right. So if that ends up happening, we're probably going to check back in on the Thursday side between the uh, Flames and the Red Wings, and they're going to meet up on the. Both next Thursdays, as this penalty box continues to be pretty full after some of the highlights that we've had in that first period. Again, there was a full-scale brawl in the middle of center ice, and we don't say that lightly. So Elias Lindholm going to get set here to take the draw for the Flames, and they win it clean. So it is a 1-1 game. It's 12 shots to 10, so the shot totals have been a little low, but the action has been right on top of us the whole way through. Tyler Toffoli's shot goes high off the end glass, and this is an opportunity now for Dylan Dubé. He gets stick-lifted away from the puck, and Ryan Lindgren, that was a good backhanded pass. There by the Rangers. You see some skill by both of these teams right now. As this, I think this is just a delayed offside hand. Yes, it is. And this is picked up now by the Flames, and they're going to go right to left in this period with the white shirts and the red pants. 
And the blue shirts at home are the New York Rangers that are at MSG. And like I always say, it's one of the only venues that still have, you know, a non-corporate name. So we love to have that side of it, MSG. So this is flipped down here by the Rangers, stayed on side, and now picked in toward the right side red line. Michael Stone come together. This will take a fortuitous bounce. This will go right to the Flames, but now back into the red line here for the Rangers. Played toward an open left wing side and dumped down the red line. And now the Flames will do the same again as they'll just pick it back up in that same spot. Jonathan Huberdo tries to play a back pass to Michael Backlund. And now Majapani will try to center this one out. Try to pick it up now is Huberdo. Majapani will collect. He's going to find Backlund, but he can't get a stick on it. This gets kept in by Zadorov. It's Majapani near the right side red line. Majapani with another half pirouette. He'll play it off the backhand. It goes to Michael Backlund now. Now off the forehand, it goes D to D. Stone going to let it go through the traffic. It's loose. I think the first one went off of a lot. It's centered to Backlund. And now the Flames will get puck position again as Jonathan Huberto trying to use that big body to keep the puck. But the Rangers will get this one down. They'll try to gain the offensive zone entry, but good back check there by the Flames. Here's a chance now for Jonathan Huberto. Off of the L2 back skate. Now it's uh, Peltier with the long outstretch pass, and this could be an opportunity here for the Rangers. It's Heedle. He scored the first. He scored the second. Heedle gives the Rangers the lead. Heedle is heating up, John. He made that one look easy. He was streaking right through center, and he puts that one through the wickets of Jacob Markstrom. A rough way to start the period for the Flames. They'd actually looked quite good, had some possession right there, and just a flubbed pass leads to a turnover, and Markstrom can't close the five-hole. Number 72 in blue makes it 2 to one New York Rangers. What a start in this second for New York. Yes, it is. And Nazem Kadri, again, it was either a flub on the pass or he just ran out of gas there as he's uh, a little bit upset with himself on the bench. But again, you know, a player like him, he'll be able to get that one right back. But it's 2-1 now. Heedle's got both of the goals here for the Rangers. So that kid line, we always talk about it now in their second season. They've done the damage. It's been a good contest. It's 18th of the season at the 2-0-2 marker. It was unassisted off the Kadri giveaway. So now it's going to be Markstrom. Playing this one. This will bounce. This will be a chance for the Rangers, but this gets blocked near the right side dot as Mackenzie Weger will try to flip this one ahead. Flames will try to just reset here as this is dumped now near the left side red line. Harper gets crunched, and this is picked up here by the Flames as Milan Lucic trying to keep a body as players are just coming together near the left side of the red line. Here's a chance as Lucic will just watch this one go off the embankment. Zadorov will back off, and now this will be an opportunity for the Rangers off the outstretched pass. Good stick by the Flames, and they'll get possession into the defensive end and now try to make the transition of the offense. But this will go back to Tuller to Foley. He'll play it here for Zadorov. We'll go crisscross with his partner. It's a 2-1 lead now for the Rangers. 16.50 left to go in the second. Drawn on here with you with Cooper Hopkins between play-by-play -play and color, respectively. Here's a chance for Rasmus Anderson. Now Hannafin looking for the short side. And he had the heat on it, but he missed it wide. And this is picked up off the referee off the clear. And now into the neutral zone. It's a chance for Lindholm. Have to go back in his own end. Overskated it. Now here's a chance for the Rangers to get some puck possession time. Off the backhand, Elias Lindholm will not leave one of the blue shirts alone. Great defense there by Lindholm. It's a two-on-two. Dubé with the back pass. Coleman trying to... 
get this one ahead off the stick. It's the Dubé. Nice cross pass. And that one went just off the right pad of Halat as the Flames look to try to tie this game at two. Picked up now. This is flipped ahead by Sammy Blay. And this will find Chris Tanev. Again, Chris Tanev had missed the last few games. And now he's taking some hits. He got involved in a fight. Welcome back to Chris Tanev, as I said that. And now this is a backhand pass for Coleman. This goes to Majapani off the forehand, and he flubs off of a pass. This will give the opportunity here for the Rangers to go left to right in the second stanza. They're just taking the lead. Barclay Goudreau tried to find this in between Chris Kreider, but this will find Michael Backlund. Backlund, he took a heavy hit near the left side of the red line, but now the Flames have a chance. It's Coleman. He tried to get a wrist shot back. He collected it himself and shot it again off the second effort, but Halat held it in the breadbasket. Wow, an interesting second period so far here for the Flames, John. They've looked really crisp in certain moments and then just have kind of fumbled all over themselves in some others. A couple of bad plays. One, of course, was the Cadre turnover that led to the Heedle breakaway goal. And then uh, uh, Markstrom, he was, uh, he was a little frustrated, but Lindholm helped him out by playing great back-check defense in his own end and basically trapping the Rangers. Now we see the backland shot, John. That actually rang off the outside of the post. So the Flames were about six inches away from tying it, but they did not. Still 2-1 Rangers with 15-20 to go in the second. So the Flames did win the offensive zone draw, but this will go all the way back to Markstrom and now Noah Hannafin. As Noah Hannafin gets bodied, here's Jacob Peltier. They'll gain that red line, leave it here for Jonathan Huberto. Good outstretch pass by Huberto, finds Rasmus Anderson in tight. This will touch a lot as he was holding near the right post. It's going to be a face-off upcoming for Calgary. Huberto looks to be a little bit stronger and more noticeable in the second period, John. I like what I've, I like what I've seen from him so far. Uh, he's been in some really good spots. Uh, I feel like he's on the doorstep there as the puck gets sent in, and uh, he's waiting for that rebound attempt. I like that he's crashing the net right there, and if Halat doesn't uh, keep that thing from rattling around, it might be 2-2. Yes, and I like between both of these teams, as we've said throughout the broadcast, but it's true. Both of these teams have been very uh, vindictive as far as what they want to do. they got their game plan, and they're sticking with it. There's no second guessing when the puck is on their stick. you got to like that. So this gets taken away from Markstrom, but the Flames will try to get this ahead. Is Dylan Dubé, nice stick ahead, and this is picked up now by the Flames. This is back in behind the net now, all the way around the horn for Elias Lindholm. Let's go D to D. Weger gets the pass across. This gets picked up near the right dot. It's Dylan Dubé. Cross pass here for Lindholm. And he tried to go back to Dubé. That one went just wide to Foley jamming away. And now the Blue Shirts will pick it up with Jimmy Vesey on the first line for Gerard Gallant's squad. He's been promoted a little bit with some of the other injuries that the... Rangers may or may not be dealing with, or Chris Kreider not having the same type of numbers that he had last season. So, Zibanejad's used to playing with some younger players on his line. Trevor Lewis, this goes a short side off the left side of the pad of Yaroslav Halat, and Zadorov fired it wide, but this is kept in. Michael Stone! Into the deflection, it's loose across the blue paint, but there was no Flames jersey in sight! And now it's an opportunity off of a three-on-two. Here come the Rangers, and they fire it off the right side boards. Alexei Lafreniere was trying to shoot to the right post. He missed it all. John just getting a stoppage here with about six minutes and 20 seconds gone in the second. Uh, are we getting a penalty coming up here? I'm not sure. Either way, we have a stoppage as the replay goes here, uh, and we're heading to the break, so there must not be a penalty imminent, but uh, a lot. 
let that puck slide right underneath of him. And if the Flames had anyone in the area, it'd be 2-2 really close right there. So as it stands right now, we'll give you the scoring reset because we did not do that in the first. It was Philip Heedle at 537 from Capococco and Adam Fox. Blake Coleman tied it with a beautiful goal there. Andrew Mondrapani able to kick it back to himself. Flying Coleman after a nice effort between the pair. It was a 10-25 goal that tied it at 1-1. And then Philip Heedle got the long goal so far in the second at 202, unassisted off of a Kadri giveaway. It's 17 out of 18 for Yaroslav Halaf for a 944 save percentage. Both backup goaltenders right now are getting the start. Jacob Markstrom, 9 of 11 for 8-18. So this has been a game that's had a little bit of everything. We've had some fighting. We've had some good goal scoring and skill. We've seen these teams be, again, very sharp about what they want to do. I think this is anyone's game at this point. And I would maybe even say this. I don't think the next goal is going to be definitive as far as who wins it. I think there's going to be a couple more here. So these teams better look out. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Halat's going to have to continue to look out for slap shots from Michael Stone. Michael Stone has four significant slap shots in this game from the blue line that have all been in the mid-90s. I mean, he has an absolute cannon. And uh, on that last one that resulted in the rebound that just sat on the doorstep, he sent that one in 94.6. And you know that Daryl Sutter basically lets him have the green light anytime he has room to shoot. So keep an eye on number 26 in white. So... The uh, unofficial Joe Rogan says, I live in Edmonton and I bet on the flames. Don't tell my neighbors. It'll be something that Cooper Hopkins and I can laugh at. We understand the way that goes. Uh, according to some of our other uh, productions and talking points, in the first he said he would like to see hockey kind of turn more into baseball and shorten some of these series. But I don't know. I, I can't agree with you on that side, but I can respect your opinion, my friend. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, hey, we got to hear it from all sides, and we're getting action here again just in a moment. But, uh, you know, it's certainly a conversation that's going to continue to happen. Uh, the NHL is always looking for more yeah. excitement and, uh, and more fans. So uh, as you get the icing here, 13:32 in the second, that gives us a chance just to say that, yeah, you know, John and I, we agree. We like those uh, classic seven-game series. But, uh, you know, there's always something to be said for short, sweet. There's a little more chaos when you shorten those series. So, you know, who's to tell? Yeah, no, you're right about that. And the one thing that Cooper said and you brought up in this comment section too is if you're not making changes and you're not trying, you can let everything else get stagnant. So that's going to be something else that I also have to keep in the back of my mind. So it's a defensive zone draw, one here by the Flames, and they'll gain the red line. It's an opportunity now for Majapani. Heedle also in there as well. He's got a couple of goals here for the Rangers. Again, he'd be the first star at this point without even having to try too much. You just look at the box score. As a stick gets lifted, Majapani has a little bit of a beef, but he's going to go back to the bench. Stick is sitting right in front of Hlot. That could actually be a little bit unfair there for the Flames. It would take a bounce there, but they're just going to leave it there just in case to make the Flames uh, struggle with it if they get in the offensive end. As this gets picked up now, Tanev will put this around. Kapokako tries to find it, and now it'll be Nazem Kadri. Kadri speeding it through the neutral zone, and again, there's that stick. It tripped over one of the Flames. How did that get all the way over there is the question off screen. Trocek with the back pass, and now Tanev will play this in his own end. Very peculiar situation, but we always see this in the broadcast with Cooper Hopkins and myself. Picked up across the red line now, as this will go back to Tanev. It's Kadri. Kadri plays it nicely here to Huberto. Huberto going to take his time. We'll do a half pirouette, pull back. And now this will get picked up here by the Rangers. It'll be a loose puck pickup there by Stone. 
Stone will leave it now here for Mackenzie Weger. As I'll pull my lines back up. This is a chance for Dylan Dubé. Dubé holding off the wrist shot. And right in the catching glove of Halat. Great shot right there by Dylan Dubé. I like that. Just do the simple things, you know. Get yourself to a shooting area and uh, take the shot. Sometimes we haven't seen the Flames make those decisions. But, you know, other than a couple of mistakes tonight, they've looked pretty good. They've been finding each other successfully. Uh, and that was Pelche who went down. I don't think he saw that no. stick, which had been knocked out of Mangiapane's hands about 60 seconds prior. I don't think he saw that under his skates. But good job right there by Dubé to fire right on. And the Flames battling for the puck in the Ozone. They're going to lose it. John, take it away. So Mika Zibanejad, Noah Hannafin will battle for this right now as Lindholm comes together with VC. It's loose now here for Markstrom toward the left side post, but now picked up by the Flames. Tyler Toffoli, play this ahead, but it's offsides. Just a couple strides. Yep, that was a close one, but a clear offside right there. You know what I can say, and, you know, hey, I'm always trying to find positives when it comes to the Flames. I like their zone breakouts. They've looked pretty clean coming out of their own end through the neutral zone. And they've been not only finding space to skate, but they've been finding good passing lanes, and they've been coming through with speed. So hopefully that will continue. They're going to need that if they want to tie this game up. Yes, they will. And right now the shot board's starting to look like how the Flames usually play in these games is 20 shots to 11, although they're down 2-1 on the scoreboard. But as Cooper said, Halat's going to have to make sure that he's uh, in tip-top shape here because he's going to get more shots right in his face, and we'll see if the Flames can get something definitive here and tie it up. Sartan Panarin, Breadman's got it now. Leave it here for Adam Fox, a plus 28 on the season. That one gets tipped. That was a good save there by Markstrom as he had to fight off an unconventional one off the left pad as they're showing some ice time between Hannafin and Adam Fox right now. Hannafin got 11.55 as is entered now from a pass for Zibanejad off the give and go. And now Panarin has it as Lindholm fights him off the puck, but it's a chance now for VC off the backhand, still trying to keep this alive. Nice skate ahead. Able to buy some space now between the circles off the backhand. And that was stopped by Markstrom. John, Jacob Markstrom just made basically back-to-back -back his two best saves of the season. Uh, Adam Fox put one on that was just kicked out by the right toe of the big Swedish goaltender. And then the Flames let one of the Rangers walk right in. Uh, that was a Zibanejad tip at about chest height. He put that one on. Markstrom kicks that one out with the right skate. And then walking in on the backhand, Markstrom with traffic all around him goes down full spread eagle and he finds it in the trapper that was a beautiful play by number 25 in net for calgary still dangerous right now is Braden schneider schneider trying to get the puck again after the, another face-off win here for the rangers that's the only spot where the flames haven't been too sharp and between their own offensive or defensive end as this is picked up now near the left side red line it's a chance for harper to try to get this out here for the blue shirts lecision also in there as well but this is won by the flames and adam rzichka as he keeps it alive nicely, there was blue shirts all over the place. As Zadorov will hold it in. This gets tipped. Picked up now by Lucic. Lucic tried to center it out. This stays with Ruzichka, and he fires it just wide of the left post. But again, I don't blame him. Again, there's traffic all around him. Trevor Lewis. Lucic trying to find it, and now New York somehow escapes with it. Here's an opportunity here for the Rangers, and fired just wide of the right post. That was Will Cooley. That was a C&I shot. And Zadorov. 
won't hold it. He's going to leave this right here for Keandre Miller and set off the steal. Truba with an outstretched pass, but can't get in the blue line just yet is Vinny Trocek. He got stuck in to wait for one of the players to get back on side. Trocek trying to gain the entry again, but he gets stick lifted as the Flames have four to, four to one back. And now this gets turned over, but Zadorov bails out the Flames. He's going to hold back right now off the forehand, get an outstretched pass. And now Majapani, it's a race for the puck, but it's going to be won by Keandre Miller. 9-10 left to go on this second frame. It's a 2-1 lead for the Rangers over the Flames. 20 shots to 13 in favor of Calgary. As this is picked up by Michael Backlund, trying to use that body to hold off from the forehand in between the boards. Gets around Keandre Miller. Just puts us around the end board here near the left dot. Coleman with a just drop pass as Mackenzie Weger stutter step past his man off the backhand. This bounced off one of the flames and another shot is back when it a jump out of the way. Full hurdle to try to get the shot in front of Halat. Now Coleman doing the same as he's riding along the right side boards. Flames keep this in. They're still trying to fight for this puck, so good effort. But Chris Tana finally can't hold it as this gets picked up. Now by Markstrom, but instead for Tanev, as he just lets him skate right by. Tanev, going to try to gain the red line, he does now, bounces off of one of the Flames, taking a change, Jonathan Huberdeau, that's unfortunate. You know, I keep talking about the Flames, John, and I, I'm not deliberately trying to focus on the team just because I root for them. The Flames have looked good, I know they're down 2-1, to one, but that was a really strong shift right there. Their blue liners and their forwards did a nice job of cycling. They kept possession in the O-zone for an extended period of time. They're making the Rangers work. Uh, and then both teams went off for a change, and then we have the offside. But, uh, you know, these small things I'm seeing from the Flames are things that haven't always been in their game. Yeah. And that's sort of the reason why we've seen a little bit of inconsistency from them. Uh, other than one kind of uncharacteristic mistake by Nazem Kadri on the turnover that allowed Heedle to get his second, uh, you know, we've got ourselves a really, really close game here. Uh, do we maybe want to make a prediction? Do we think the Flames might get this thing tied up? And do we potentially have some overtime coming this uh, this evening? I'm going to say yes, Cooper. I'm not going to not even just say that to be optimistic. I, I think from the way that they're playing, I agree with you. I think that they're going to get this next goal. And it could be a 3-2 type of game. Yeah, I don't often say that. I feel like, frankly, John, I feel like I usually say this about whoever the team, the, the, the team that the Flames are playing, but it's starting to feel just there's a hint of that indescribable feeling where there's a team that's just they're 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 all around it and it feels like it's coming. It feels like the next goal is coming. Now the Heedle goal to get the Rangers the lead. We didn't feel like that was coming. Obviously, he did a great job with his individual effort to, to put in his second of the night. But the Flames as a team, I feel like they are starting to build their play in such a way that they're closing in on that tying goal. So maybe I'm just trying to speak it into an existence like we do sometimes. But uh, I feel like there's something to back it up there because they've had a few nice shifts here in a row. So when this is all said and done tonight, it'll be game number 51 here for the Flames out of 82. But this is one of those games, again, uh, to my broadcaster partner point here in the sense of it, I agree. These are the type of games that we've been wanting to see from the Flames having covered them so much. And we're finally seeing that now. Maybe it takes the New York Rangers. Maybe it takes a spark, those fights, to get that out of them. But as far as the game being played on both sides, I couldn't be happier with what I'm watching. So a neutral zone faceoff win. Mackenzie Weger will get this one down. As Halat will watch this go by, Jonathan Huberdeau throws the body, and Adam Fox will get this one here so that the Rangers can break out left to right. That's what they're trying to do in this second frame. 
Nice stick handle in there from Alexei Lafreniere. Stayed patient. Into the traffic. That one goes wide. Heedle looking for the hat as he was just trying to wrap that one around. And Peltier, nice play ahead. It's Nazem Kadri, although it's one on three. He gets knocked down by Heedle. But again, no call there on that side. It was just a good play. And this is picked up now by the Rangers. Alexei Lafreniere picks this off the backhand side. It's a contested battle near the left side boards. Where's the puck right now? This goes to Lafreniere, but he whistled it way wide. Elias Lindholm. He leaves it nicely there for Dylan Dubé. Dubé, patient. He gains the right side red line as everybody stays on side. Now he rides the boards. Dubé, still strong, stays on the puck as two players collide. But this goes with the Flames and Tyler Toffoli. It was good defense there by the Rangers to snuff out any kind of play. Here's a chance now for the Rangers there and Chris Kreider. Again, he's far cry away from the 50-goal season that he had last season, but he's still really good as he sits on the second line. Backhand shot gets fought off there by Jacob Markstrom as Lindholm gets knocked off the puck. Here's a chance for Stone as they come together. Picked up now near the left side red line. Nikita Zadorov trying to find it, but one of the Rangers will get a piece of it. It's just a massive humanity now near the left side red line. As Zadorov and Stone, they'll watch the puck go by, and this goes all the way out of the zone. Picked up now by Dylan Dubé, although it's one on three. Calgary fresh off of a change. Shot gets fluttered near the right side of the red line. Picked up now by Trevor Lewis. Lewis will play this off the backhand. Lindholm will just... Go ahead and get back into the neutral zone or maybe take a change as Lewis bodies off one of the Rangers of the puck. And now the blue shirts have it. It's one on three. They'll gain the red line. This will go back now here for Noah Hennepin. 6-10 left to go in the second. John on here with you with Cooper Hopkins between the play-by-play -play and color respectively. Ten shots to five in the period for shots on goal in favor of the Flames. It's a 2-1 score line. The only goal of the second period was Philip Heedle. It's a 2-1 lead for the Rangers. Rangers have it now, as again, they'll try to just dump this across and gain the entry in the offensive zone, but this gets intercepted. Picked up now by Lewis. Lewis will flutter it right on. This will touch the left pad of Halat, and he'll play it here. Jacob Truba and Keandre Miller, second-line defense out there for Gerard Gallant's squad. Gain the left-side entry off of the half-pirouette. It's the Rangers now at the puck as Markstrom holding on to the right post. It goes D to D. Back to Truba and Miller. Fired off the stick shaft of Markstrom, and this goes now near the left side faceoff dot. Will Cooley out there with Lecision and Sammy Blay. The fourth line's out there for the Rangers right now. Backlund trying to get it out, but this gets flipped out of play. Nice extended play right there from both teams, John, and it just continues to cement what we were talking about. I mean, this game, again, other than the fact that it is not technically a Thai hockey game, this is a really even battle between two good teams. You can see that Nazim Kadri wants to make up for the mistake that he uh, had earlier where he uh, flubbed on a pass and that allowed Hedl to score his breakaway. Uh, he did a nice job. We just saw as we hit the break here that replay on the Sportsnet side of him really charging into the offensive zone. He sort of blew an edge uh, and went down. But he's really given an extra effort. Uh, I like what I've seen from Dubé uh, tonight. Uh, Zabanajad, of course. I mean, obviously, he's uh, basically a household name when it comes to hockey. Yeah. And he's had a nice game. Um, and Truba has also been noticeable, not just because of the fight with Tanev, but Truba did a nice job of stealing off Milan Lucic as he tried to get down into the near corner and create some ozone time for the Flames. So Truba doing what he does best and uh, being physical to keep his team in front. So as we get closer to the end of the second period, we'll have Cooper Hopkins on here. We can take a look at some of these scores. 
The Battle of Florida right now, the Lightning have won the first two games, but the Panthers say, hold on, wait a minute, we're starting to play better of late. It's a 5-1 lead for Florida right now, as Eric Stahl got the latest one. Kachuk got his 26th of the season from Verhege and Bennett. 5-1 for Florida. Sergei Bobrovsky in net, he stopped 24 of 25. Andre Vasilevsky, he's given up 5, 33 out of 38. That's a surprise. Yeah, that's a surprise, John. I would not have expected that. Uh, but look, he's uh, he is the big cat. He will bounce back. He is a, he's a human like the rest of us. He's just a very special one who normally keeps every single puck shot at him out of a hockey cage. Uh, that's not the case tonight, but I would expect that uh, he will bounce back. And also, I will take this opportunity to note that the Rangers are going to be down a man because of Artemi Panarin stepping onto the ice too early. And so a too-many-men penalty against the Rangers is going to give the Flames a power play at a really opportune time, John, here. Two minutes on the board for them, and they are 0-for-1 tonight on the power play. Let's see if they can make it 1-for-2. That's an excellent look there by Cooper Hopkins. Again, I just saw that appear on my screen as well. So it's Nazem Kadri against Mika Zibanejad, two very skilled Face-off men here trying to take this one, and the Flames do win this one clean. I've been able to say that too often. Noah Hannafin's pass will just, like, pull toward Peltier here. Now, Peltier going to get some time on this par play side of it, but this will go now for the Rangers. It's a two-on-two. It's Zibanejad now. Zibanejad's got his speed. He's got the edge. And off the cross pass, it was Barclay Goudreau. And this will go all the way back to the D side. It's Lindgren and Fox out there with Goudreau and Zibanejad. That's what they have right now for the Rangers. And then this is picked up now. Five short-handed goals for New York. This could be the big one here. But the Flames need to make something happen on their power play. It's their second one of the game with a minute 15 left to work. It's Hannafin off the back pass now. He's going to leave this here for Majapani. And now Majapani. We'll set it up here for Kadri. Flames gain the entry there. Peltier with the sauce backhand pass. This goes to Huberto. Finds Kadri. Kadri still patient. Now a chance for Hannafin as they give and go. But Kadri's got players all over him right now. That was flubbed out of the air. And that wasn't really a good design. There wasn't a lot of space. And this has to get picked up now by Markstrom. Leave it here for Hannafin. Hannafin now has a little bit of speed. He'll get the pass ahead as... The Flames can get some reinforcements on their power play now. They're just trying to get some offensive zone time. And this is kept in there by Dubé. Dubé lives it now near the right dot. As this will go crisscross to Anderson. Give back with Toffoli. Anderson's got it now. Trying to find near the left side red line as the puck goes back to him. Anderson still patient. 20 seconds left to go on the Flames power play. Toffoli off the post and in! Flames tie it! John... My jaw is on the floor. I was fully prepared, my friend, to jump into the narrative that we have covered many a game when talking about we're covering the Calgary Flames. Like we should say, I was about to argue, John, why don't they just shoot it? Well, that's the answer. Because Rasmus Anderson quarterbacks this thing, leaves it for Tyler Toffoli going right to left along the blue line, steps in, and from that Ovechkin spot, he does what Ovi does all the time. He wires one, posting in, over the glove, over the pad. It is 2-2, John, and rightfully so. The Flames tie this very closely contested hockey game.
I think you and I, we just talked about that in the break, who was going to get the next goal, and you and I were both leaning flames. That was a definitive and costly result on the other side for the Rangers off of a too many men. And now it's a tie game of two as Tyler Toffoli gets it as he banged it right off the crossbar. What a shot. And this is picked up now by the Flames as they'll hold this in. Toffoli quietly, he's got his 19th of the season right now from Anderson and Lindholm. Again, I'd have to get Cooper's thoughts on that one. I think Tyler Toffoli's had a pretty darn good year right now. And this is picked up by Harper. Harper will get this across here for Schneider. Now with Sammy Blaze. So it's third line defense and the fourth line check-in line, so to speak, there for the Rangers out right now. Chris Tanev will leave this now here for Mackenzie Weger and give it back as Tanev going to go ahead and take his change. Again, the Flames have just tied it. It's 23-16 on the shot board. And we're at MSG right now watching this really great game coming right back in from the All-Star break. Can't say that too lightly. This game's had a little bit of everything. Picked up now by Fox off the backhand. Backlund tries to get there in time, but they can't hold the blue line. And this will fall back to Michael Stone. And now Nikita Zadorov. As we get 2.20 left to go in the second, tied a dose. Picked up now by Zadorov. Now it's a chance for Stone. The pass goes too far to the neutral zone. The blue shirts will get puck possession one more time. Rangers trying to go left to right after conceding a goal as Alexei Lafreniere's shot attempt goes way wide as the kid lines back out there right now. Heedle gets taken down, and this is picked up now by the Flames. Heedle's got both goals there for the Rangers. 155 left in the second. Picked up now, trying to get off the wrist shot. I thought they were going to go for the slapper instead, but Markstrom makes a save with the glove hand. Good job by Markstrom right there to stay focused. He had to get that trapper on it quickly, and he did so. So keeps this game tied. Now we're getting a little replay package from Sportsnet on some of Tyler Toffoli's goal-scoring prowess. And boy, he really likes that he shot. Does. We're seeing that play a number of times where he gets fed by Rasmus Anderson. And then Toffoli goes to the wide side with that wrister and goes posted in. Sometimes he'll get that top cheese. But right there, boy, what a beautifully placed shot. And, hey, a lot of people wouldn't say, oh, when you think of a first-line uh, first right wing in the National Hockey League, are you going to list Tyler Toffoli? Not necessarily. But when he's making goals like that look so easy, you got to put him in the conversation. I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to mention it. I think he quietly has had a really good season there for the Flames. I mean, certain things are waiting to try to go one way or the other. Toffoli's been pretty consistent. So back in the action now, Hannafin! And that shot, I don't know if that went off the bar. Maybe that got stopped by the right pad of Halad as the Flames were looking to take the lead. Now here come the Rangers off the two-on-two. Two. This goes off of the stick shaft of Markstrom. Now it's a minute ten left to go in the second. Battle for the puck. Hannafin can't locate it. Goudreau tried to center this out through the blue paint, and Jacob Pelche will just loft it ahead. Again, Pelche, every time I've seen him on the ice, he's not doing anything spectacular, but he's making the right plays. Kondry gets upended by Truba, and now we get some more fists on the other side, but we'll see if this fight can get started. It's still a Dubé, as Truba's feeding him uppercuts, and now Dubé gets knocked down. Kondry got absolutely blasted. Oh, John, this game continues to leave my jaw on the floor. Dylan Dubé, if I'm going to work backwards here, Dylan Dubé, I have to give him all the credit in the world. That is an unreal mismatch. He takes on Truba and tries to throw hands. Truba basically had his way with Dylan Dubé right there, who is not a huge man. But we're getting the replay right now. I cannot believe Nazem Kadri popped up from that hit, John. That looked like a video game hit. He got his bucket 
tossed off. Truba stands over number 91 for the Flames, to just dominating him on that hit. I I'm not even sure how to describe it. That was a massive body check. I know, I'm going to say this jokingly, I know you said you have to go, Cooper, but are you sure you have to go? <laughs> My oh, goodness. I, I wish I did. I, I'm going to be able to at least get through part of the uh, second intermission <clears throat> here, John. This is an incredible game. And oh my goodness, we get something special every time we get on the mic together. And now, of course, we have Zibanejad and Michael Backlund, the assistant captains. They're out there once again. And oh, from every angle, John, I I'm trying to retain some oh. level of professionalism here. I can't believe Nazim Kadri is awake right now. He was drilled by Jacob. I, I really, truly, I in at least in this season, I've not seen a hit that violent that was an unbelievable clean body check and the rangers in fact will be on the power play with two minutes on the board here shortly and guess who's back in the box milan lucic for the flames is that because of the dubay uh i why the heck is lucic back in the box <laughs> so i think i think lucic is serving the penalty i think dubay and truba because they engaged in a fight okay. are both off the ice right now all right that makes sense thank you for the clarification on that side again it's a power play here for the rangers and I'm just glad that Nazem Kadri is okay because he fell near the left side of his ear and his face did hit the ice. So thank goodness Nazem Kadri popped back up because, again, they're going to show that hit for a while. That did not feel good as you get a look at the one-timer replay there for Mika Zibanejad. Everybody loves that left dot there, Cooper. The shots fly. Yeah, that's a huge save by Marshall. Man, to squeeze the arm against the body. That was a 96-mile-per-hour slapper by Zibanejad. So the Flames will win this defensive zone draw right now. It's a game that's tied at two. I, I always wonder this because I watched the one game. We did the one game between the Stars and the Rangers when it went down to the final second. This might be my favorite game of the season right now. And this is picked up now for Panarin. Panarin, oh, set up scores! What a gorgeous goal for Mikas Abinajad! The Rangers take the lead! I can't believe what I'm seeing, John. I also can't believe that I may not be able to finish this game with you. That was one of the prettiest tic-tac-toe passing plays I've seen in years. That was started by Brennerin and then spun on the doorstep on a back pass through the crease to an open Zabanajad. The Flames didn't even know that it was in because it bounced out so quickly. It's 3-2. to two. I mean, John, this game gets better and better. Chris Kreider's no-look-back can just set up Zibanejad on an island, and I can't even blame the Flames on that side. That was just a gorgeous pass. My goodness, I've already said this game has everything, and it keeps adding more and more. It's a buffet style. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that again, after a video game style hit, that's a video game style passing play right there. I mean, we're talking special moves. We're pressing L2, we're, we're moving the right stick, and then we're firing home a slapper. It's 3-2 right now with just under eight seconds to go in the second. Uh, I mean, these teams are so evenly matched. It's taking incredible best-of-the-season type plays to get goals to the back of the net. Yeah, if this was a playoff matchup, I know this would have to be a Stanley Cup final, but sign me up for more of it. Hopefully the Rangers and the uh, Flames are not done with their regular season series. I know you only get two. 
as this one gets blocked off of the face-off win by the Rangers. We got down to two seconds. That's going to end the second period. The Rangers take a 3-2 lead off of a spectacular goal. And thank goodness again, Nazem Kadri is okay after that. We've had some more fights. We had five goals across the board, and I think every single one of them, Cooper, have been absolutely immaculate. Yep, and that is a word, John. I'm so glad you pulled that out of the dictionary. I, there's no way to improve that play that I just saw, that goal-scoring play by the Rangers. I mean, within the span of just a couple of minutes, those are two highlights which Rangers fans will see for decades to come in preseason hype videos, highlight packages on Instagram. I mean, they're going to be posted on social media that the admins for the Rangers are going to say five years from now, remember when Jacob Truba took off Nazem Kadri's head and it was legal and a thing of violent beauty? I'm a Flames fan, and that was unbelievable to watch. This is one of the most exciting regular regular season hockey games I've seen in a long, long time. And, John, that scoring play by the Rangers, that's one of the rare times that I can truly say – I wish I could magically snap my fingers and have everybody listening to this just be able to see it in the moment like we did because that was an absolute thing of beauty. Three skilled hockey players at the top of their talent ending up in a goal for the Rangers to take the lead. Absolutely incredible. And look, we make no bones about it. Cooper and I said as much, and I know we agreed about it before the season even started. If you had the Rangers... You would think of them, Cooper, as a top-five team that could probably lift the cup. Well, you're seeing all of that in this game between both of these teams. Calgary was expected to be in the same spot. They've they've been there for the most part. The Rangers are starting to uh, build those point totals. and I guess there isn't any kind of uh, break in there from the All-Star break for both of these teams. It's been full systems go here, and... I can't honestly tell you again between the five goals as we just entered the second period. Tell me how any of these could get better because I, I honestly, my jaw's been a drop a few times and the octave's been up a few times and we've also had, I don't know, maybe about five or six fights combined. So this, this has been the best regular season game I, I've seen this year. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it always, every time we get to the point of hyperbole, John, you and I, we, we try to check ourselves, no pun intended. We try to, we try to, uh, maintain some, some calmness. We try to maintain some, some boundaries, but we are well beyond any boundaries right now after the hitting that we've seen, the fights that we've seen where the gloves have been dropped. We've seen extracurriculars. We've seen incredible scoring skill, passing. Uh, we've seen, unexpected moments, the uh, turnover that allowed Heedle to get the second goal for the Rangers. Uh, I mean, the fact that, again, I come back to this, the fact that Nazem Kadri got up after that hit that he took, that may be the most shocking moment of the game. Not mm -hmm. even the hit itself. The fact that he is still physically able to continue playing professional hockey after that hit from Truba, I mean, it's a borderline miracle. And the goal scored by Zibanejad and set up beautifully by his two forward teammates. I mean, listen, I want the other team to win, and I'm so glad I got to see that and to be on the call with you in that moment. That's one of the top goals of the season for me. Yeah, and again, you can talk about Chris Kreider. Again, he's got the, 
pretty good amount of point totals. I'm just going to pull this up in front of me while I have it there. So Chris Kreider's got, uh, what, 20 goals on this season with 11 assists. Again, that's not been updated. He's got a couple more points now, but... That was one of the best passes I've seen. A no-look backhand pass contested amongst the traffic. And as you said there, between Nas and Kadri, again, I can't punch that button enough. Cooper, he didn't even have to go back to the room. He was back on the player's bench and jumped back up like nothing happened. And again, his head hit the ice with his right ear. Full bore. Yeah, and his head hit the ice first before his helmet because his helmet was in the air above him. His head... <laughs> His helmet was separated from the skull, and the skull hits the ice. God, he basically he almost stood up before the helmet hit the ground. I, I mean, that is a, a, was a stunning moment. Um, the Rangers are playing ab above and beyond anything I can almost describe at this point. And you know what? Even though, again, now this has been the case for most of the game, the Rangers have had the leads. They have taken the lead and held that for extended periods of time. But the Flames, still, even though they're taking the kinds of hits that they are, even though they've given up the goals that they've given up, they are in this thing. Yes. This could very easily be tied at any moment. Uh, they have the physicality. They have the skill. And they also seem to have the mental fortitude. Again, that hasn't always been the case. In that first half of the regular season, we've seen some things go awry for Calgary. But even taking those hits... Taking the penalties, taking an, uh, you know, taking the result of a a, a a bad penalty, which results in a three-two lead for the Rangers. I see them as still very much in this thing. And the third period, oh my gosh, John, it's oh, it hurts me to say it. I, I'm going to have to let you take this thing and run with it. I'm going to try to stay on your broadcast. I want to hear your uh, your thoughts and your call. Um, I have about five minutes left, uh, you know, on our break here in the second intermission. But my goodness, um, what a bad time for me to have to step away from a broadcast. We got a, a classic on our hands. Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting the replays out in front of us again. If you get any kind of listen at this broadcast at any moment, please go watch these highlights tonight. I'll put them in the game story alongside with the broadcast between Cooper Hopkins and myself. Do not miss them tonight. You're going to be thoroughly entertained. And uh, go ahead and get some popcorn ready for this third period. Uh, you have to do it. Yeah, John, I, I, I remain, <laughs> I remain absolutely dumbfounded. I mean, you know, we're seeing the same feed. We both have the Sportsnet feed. We saw that that hit of Kadri. Uh, I think their desk team, just like you and I, are stunned at what we've seen. I know they're analyzing it right now. I mean, all I can say is that, as you pointed out, and I'm glad you did. You led the way on this one. I'm just glad that Nazem Kadri is okay. Yes. Um, and Dylan Dubé, you know, you know something. <laughs> you know something crazy is happening if number 29 of the Flames, who I think is all of about five nine and probably 170, is trying to throw hands with Jacob Truba of the New York Rangers, and that's exactly what we saw. Just wild stuff. I don't want to try to belabor a point that maybe isn't there, but when you see something like that again with uh, Truba and Dylan, and, and Dylan Dubé, you know the Calgary Flames are a tight-knit group when you're doing something like that. That's going to get nothing but respect from me, especially if you're a, a fly on that wall. And boy, I would love to be that in a situation of what are these guys talking about in this second intermission because this game has been absolutely insane. So we look at one game early on the uh, NHL scoreboard that is particularly over. 
The Panthers absolutely pasted the Lightning tonight in a 6-1 win. Again, the Panthers have been playing better of late, and they're not out of the playoff hunt just yet. I'm just curious on my side as I'll take a look at this box score to see if there was anything on the score sheet there for Bo Horvat. No, there was not. It was Kyle Palmieri and Matthew Barzell. They have a 2-0 lead until Nicholas Delorier scored the lone goal for Philadelphia. Carter Hart stopped 28 out of 30. On the other side, Simeon Varlamov, 25 out of 26. Good goaltending. Good duel in that game as well. Our game in the second intermission, 3-2 lead for the Rangers. It's been the best game of the night. You can't convince me otherwise, regardless of what happens. The Devils and the Canucks, it's a 4-3 lead for the Devils after two. It's another opportunity to watch the... I'll say Vancouver Canucks, and now the extension, at least we got the one good marker, uh, Cooper, that Andre Kuzmenko got the extension, but as far as everything else, Rick Tockett's got his hands full. Oh, yeah, he certainly does. Um, but, yeah, great, you know, and it served extension there for Kuzmenko, but, yeah, Tockett's, um, he's still got some challenges in his future. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, even see names like Brock Besser getting tossed around about uh, what might be uh, in his future, um, whether, whether he'll still be a Canuck and, and who's going to be on this roster as, uh, as talking and team. You know, I, I imagine is going to reconstruct some things to try to uh, get a different trajectory for that Vancouver squad. Yeah, and I also, because I know we can probably talk about more of this stuff on Thursday, I'll probably make mention of it too. I kind of wonder what the Calgary Flames are still going to do with their roster, Cooper, on that side. Because I, I think that this is a team that, for as much as has already been done by Bradtree Living, I, I still think there's probably some other things maybe that, that they would like to improve. Yeah, you know, and I'll uh, I'll make mention of this, and then I'll I'll kind of begin my exit, unfortunately. But yeah, the, you know, Brad for Living. I think anytime something is deliberately made public, which he did in a statement, I forget the outlet, uh, but uh, basically he said outright to the media that they the Flames, meaning the Flames specifically, are looking for a scoring forward. Um, you know, and it's great that Tyler Toffoli is able to make the contributions like he has tonight, and. You know, obviously, there's a lot of belief that Jacob Pelche can contribute. You know, we see players like Rizicka, uh back in the lineup tonight. He had some success earlier this season when he was called up. Um, you know, but I think that, and, and look, and credit to Elias Lindholm, who's having another solid year. I do think that the Flames uh, need to reduce the ice time as much as we love him. Milan Lucic uh, just doesn't have the kind of scoring touch that the Flames are looking for. Um, you know, he still can make a really positive impact and does for Calgary. I'm glad he's on the roster. I mean, there are other Flames fans who probably disagree. I'm glad he's a Calgary Flame. Uh, but when it comes to just putting pucks into the net, yeah, I think uh, Tre Living, before the, before the deadline is up, will have found um, one, if not two, additions. You may see, because Oliver Shillington, who, of course, we've not talked about a lot, he's been um, in the player assistance program this year dealing with some family and personal issues. Uh, there's not an expectation that he's going to return. Uh, we've see, we're seeing Michael Stone get a lot of uh, minutes, and he's a great player as well, but I think that uh, you're going to see a, a, probably a a right wing type scoring forward, if possible. I know those are tough to come by, but uh, we're going to look for a defenseman as well to shore things up for Calgary. 
All right, so when I do get Cooper back, we'll talk more about some of this stuff on Thursday when the Flames take on the Red Wings. I imagine the Flames will have a much easier time. And again, it'll be a happy broadcaster on both sides. We've seen both of us because I think we're both looking forward to that anyway. But I'm expecting the Flames to win that one. I don't. Th I think they're going to be happy to get some days off before they play the Red Wings on the Thursday side. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, uh, even though... All these players had a break. Well, Nazem Kadri had less of a break. He was uh, very active, uh, and of course, he was the Flames' lone All Star this year. But yeah, he's going to need uh, he's going to need uh, a, a massage. He's going to need some ice. He's going to need an extra long rest after taking that hit from Truba. That was one that I will never forget, uh, and I won't have a chance to because I'm sure we're going to see it replayed many, many times. Not only for this season, but for years to come. So. John, I will just say thank you for letting me jump in with you after uh, an all-star break. It's so great to hear you on the call again. Um, and we will absolutely talk before Thursday, but let's plan on it. Because, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a good game between the Wings and the Flames. And don't forget, this is the last thing I'll say. You expect the Flames to win that game, John, but let's not forget that the Columbus Blue Jackets took the Flames to overtime not too long ago. So <laughs> anything can happen, my friend. That's true, but I, I appreciate it, Cooper, and we will talk uh, at least on Thursday side. It's, I'm looking forward to it, my friend. You got it. So I'm gonna, I'll stay on the broadcast. I won't be able to join in, but, uh, yeah, I want to hear you uh, make the call as we get closer and then into the third period. we got an exciting one on our hands. Hopefully the Flames can tie it uh, because this game uh, deserves overtime the way it's been played tonight. Sounds good, man. All right, pal. Keep it going, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. All right. And now this is going to be a chance now for the Rangers. The third period's really just underway. Rasmus Anderson lost it in between his skates. This is loose out in front. This is going to stay with the Rangers. Adam Fox had his shot just bounce off of everybody as it's picked up now near the left side of the red line. Flames will try to get this out of their own end as Tyler Toffoli will. It's a race for the puck, but this might be a hybrid icing. Yes, it is, as it's touched up by Lindgren. So, Sportsnet, as they should, again, I have the Calgary coverage on that side. They show Jacob Truba. Nazem Kadri got a good hit on him, and then Jacob Truba just returned the favor with possibly one of the best hits that I've seen all year. And thank goodness, again, Nazem Kadri jumped up like it was no problem because it was a legitimate car crash on one side near the right side dot. And that's not saying it lightly. And picked up now by Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad will crisscross this here with Keandre Miller. And now Panarin. Breadman's got it as he holds off the L2. He fights it in between Markstrom. He didn't hold it, but the second rebound came right to his glove hand. And now he will hold on to it. That was a little bit of a curious play. As it was a nice flip pass for Mika Zibanejad all the way from right to left on the wing side. Panarin took his time, and maybe Markstrom couldn't locate it, but the one fell right to his glove hand. So 19.04 left to go in the third. John out here with you on the play-by-play. -play. I'm going to close this out and have the complete game story. I hope with sportsguy.wordpress.com when it's all said and done. This is going to be a absolute must-listen, must-watch right now. And again, if you're streaming alongside, I humbly appreciate that. And this is picked up now for Artemi Panarin. Panarin tries to find a pass for Mika Zibanejad, but it just went away from his outstretched stick. Tanev. Off the backhand, we'll keep this alive in the flames. We'll try to gain the entry again. They're down 3-2. to two. 
As this is picked up now by Coleman, but the shot goes wide up the left side boards. Coleman's shot lasts off the wrist at 70 miles an hour. This is Adorov and Kapokako try to bow for the puck right now, but it goes to Michael Stone. Stone just shoves off Kapokako. Now Zadorov with an outstretched pass, but this will find Alexei Lafreniere. Nice stick ahead and pick up there by the Flames in the neutral zone. Jacob Peltier back to the D side, and that whistled way wide. Michael Stone, 96 miles an hour on that slapper. Zadorov, as this goes all the way back in the own end, Alexei Lafreniere trying to make life difficult, but Stone able to get this ahead to Nazem Kadri. Kind of wonder how he's feeling right now. Need some of those smell insults. Huberto, great pass across, and that one got flipped out of play off of a high stick. So it's 3 2 lead. For the Rangers, I'll pull up the official goals and give you the reset there. So in the first, it was Filipino at 5.37. Blake Coleman at 10.25. It was 1-1 after 1. And then it was Hedl and Zibanejad. Goal scores in the second period. Zibanejad was off of a sick back no-look pass by Chris Kreider. Set up Zibanejad on the power play to give a 3-2 lead. Tyler Toffoli also scored on the power play. Shot in Ovechkin's office. <clears throat> 17.51. Love to go on this third. It's another face-off win there by the Rangers, this time in their own end. They're going to go right to left in this period. As this gets flipped toward the right wing side, picked up now. We'll see if this third period can settle down a little bit. Honestly, the score line doesn't look way out of hand, but if you're looking at off the off-color box score side of it, it might just look like another game, but boy, it has not been. I think this has to slow down a little bit. So Goudreau will get this one as the Rangers will hold the blue line. Lindgren, this takes a weird pinball, and now we might get a hand pass or something that was blown dead near the left side dot. 17-17 left to go in the third. 24 shots to 21 in favor of the Flames. I guess the one thing you can say for the Rangers is they've kept Calgary in around the same amount of spots that they would shoot their shots. As far as usually Calgary, about 35 to 40 per game when they're really on edge on that side of it. But the Rangers, again, are one of the better defensive teams as well. But this is a team between, this is a game between both of these teams that, uh, it's, you're gonna need some ice and everything else. You're gonna need some days. It's been tough. It's been a lot of fun, though. So Will Cooley will play this one off the back pass. Now Sammy Blay, he was able to stay in the game off of a borderline hit against Milan Lucic. We can definitely say that, at least. And Chris Tanev, he's returning after missing a few games. will play this off the backhand and Mackenzie Weger. This gets flipped in the offensive end, but Elias Lindholm doesn't have his reinforcements. And now this will be a chance for the Blue Shirts. Nice play ahead. Sammy Blay from Alexei Lafreniere gets the drop. Play with another drop there, and this gets picked off now. T Coleman will just flip it down. Maybe some opportunity for Daryl Sutter's squad to take a change. Certainly Gerard Gallant's squad's going to do that with 16-20 left in this third. Majapani back pass to the defense now for Michael Storm and Zadorov. Gets it back to Zadorov now. As Calgary will flip this in. Backlund now for Harper. Backlund trying to get around a couple of stick battles. Stick actually hit him in the back of the head. And now an opportunity here for Panarin. As this one gets flipped, Schneider trying to get in there as well. Picked up now by Mika Zibanejad near the left side dot. He gets forced all the way out. Good defense there by the Flames. Noah Hannafin is going to gain puck possession. Good job by him. The put up near the right dot. That one goes wide. Picked up near the left side red line. Rangers now gain the entry. Mika Zibanejad flubbed on a pass. Majapani gains a steal for the neutral zone. Mackenzie Weger all by his lonesome. His wrist shot goes wanting way wide. 
kept in by Kadri. Huberto trying to use that body on Mika Zibanejad. Nice play there by Capococco. Able to loot a couple of four-checkers there for Calgary. Gets the turnover. The stick, it's for Kako from Lafreniere. And now Lafreniere trying to battle near between the right boards. It's three Flames, the two Rangers. Rangers still with this now, but the Flames will put this around the end boards. Try to get kept in there by Schneider. Jacob Pelche able to get a piece of it, not in Nazem Kadri. About 15 minutes left to go in this third period. Kadri will hold. Off the back pass. Now leaves it for Zadorov. This full sail line changes here for Daryl Sutter's squad. It's a 3-2 lead at MSG for the Rangers right now. Drawn out here on the play-by-play. -play. I was joined by Cooper Hopkins. We had fun in the first two periods. Give and go pass. Markstrom was spun around like a top, but the shot went wide there for Kreider. And now an opportunity for Stone. Still kept in there by the blue shirts. They'll do the same, dump it in deep as Markstrom holds on to the left post. Good look of the TV replay as Zadorov able to use that body. Lucic trying to get to it, but New York will center this off the left pad of Markstrom. This still stays with the Rangers now. They've got all sorts of puck possession at the moment as Adam Fox tried to center one out in between the circles. Try to get it to Lewis now. Lewis nicely played, but this gets picked up by the Rangers into the neutral zone. Rangers will hold in. Here's a chance now for the Flames to be able to get this out as Trocek were just stuck spinning with no help. 13.50 left to go in this third. 24 shots to 23. Rangers got a 3-2 lead. Lindholm offsides. 13.51 left to go in the third. We will get a TV timeout. This will give me an opportunity to type in some of the stuff in the box score, and I will be right back. So Mika Zibanejad out there right now is going to go ahead and take this draw against Michael Backlund. Zibanejad wins it clean. It's been one of the situations where the Rangers have had the edge in between the circles. Coleman will play this off the inboards, and this will be iced. 13.40 left to go in the third. It's a 3-2 lead for the Rangers. It was Heedle and Coleman. Their goal scorers in the first period. It was tied 1-1 after 1. And then Heedle was a 2-1 lead with 2 -0 -2. It was a great play off of the turnover there from Nazem Kadri to fire that one and keep it low. Tyler Toffoli tied it with a blast near the left circle near Ovechkin's office. Mika Zibanejad from Chris Kreider on the power play in that second period from 1946. Was a great no-look pass there by Kadri. But here come the Flames. Near the left side, Dot Backlund. Needs some reinforcements. Going to play this one back to DDD. Looking for some traffic out in front of Halat. Now near the left circle. Majapati scores! Near the right dot as it goes in. Halat might have thought it might have been kicked in. That's why I took a little bit of an extra step as well. But this game is tied at three with 13.20 left to go in the third. So good opportunity there for the Flames. Again, it was a great play, honestly, by Backlund just to be able to buy some time. I don't think that's any sort of intentional kicking on that side. But again, the Rangers fans want to have a little beef at it. If I'm going to say anything for Majapani, where else is he supposed to do and score? It's not like he's going to intentionally flick that one in, but that was what Halat was immediately looking at. And We will see if Gerard Gallant's going to want to challenge this, and we will see if the refs or anyone else is going to look at it. I would imagine as it stands 
that this is going to be a good goal. There really isn't anywhere for Majapani to go. Wasn't intentionally deflected is the question. I didn't really have anywhere else to go. So there is a lot of booing at MSG, and this is under review, as I thought it might be. If there is anything you can say for Majapani is maybe there's a slight pivot of the right skate. But I think, honestly, from, I'll just tell you the, the way I see it. You can pretty much kick everything in hockey, but you can't kick the puck into the net. That's the way it works, right? And I, there really isn't anywhere for Majapani to go unless he's going to break his right foot. So, was it kicked in intentionally? That's really tough to call on a lot of the angles that I'm getting. If it was me, and it's not just because Cooper Hopkins is in on the broadcast, I think that this should be a goal that probably could stand... But I could see it going either way, and I really wouldn't, can't blame too much about it if it does go the other way, because they say it's a no-no if you kick it in, but don't know where else Majapani can go. But still, in all ends of it, it's a great play for Backland to be able to just keep it alive, buy some reinforcements. He didn't try to force a shot in there. He was under duress near the left side of the face-off dot. He was stuck in behind the net. He waited for his reinforcements. He got the opportunity to make a play, and the Flames now are trying to get this game tied at three. Andrew Majapani would have the latest goal, but it's under review right now, as you would expect. So in the NHL situation room, they are looking at five different screens, and in behest of even on the TV that I'm looking at, they're really small on that side to look at real time. It's a tough, tough call on either way. I could see it going 50-50. If I have to lean one way, even though I think that this could be a goal that could stand, I feel like this might be uh, overturned. I think that's the way that I'm going to lean on it. Try not to be biased in any way. We'll see if anyone's looking on the YouTube side to see what they think of it. I appreciate you guys talking about the coverage side of it, Joe Rogan. I hope you're having a, a good time and a good day on that side of it. You guys have been busy on that. And um, let's just look in this chat. I don't think there's been a lot of votes. I said, was the NHL All-Star Skills Challenge really that bad? And a lot of you guys are saying no. It wasn't all that bad. There was just certain parts of it. So very diplomatic fans on your part. I, th I actually thought the uh, game coverage was really good. We're still getting a chance to look at uh, the score, and we're going to get something definitive here right now. What's the call? It was deflected in. It's a goal for the Flames. And Andrew Majapani ties it up. It's 3-3. Gerard Gallant's a little bit upset at that. And again, if that was challenged by Gallant, that means the goal is going to stand. And the Flames will go to the power play. I want to make sure that that's the case. Gerard Gallant, he just closes his eyes, puts his hands in the air. Really nothing said on that side. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure that uh, this was actually challenged there by the Rangers or whether or not it was just a booth review. Because right now it's, it's at 3-3. And the chorus of boos rained down at MSG. But I think, again, Cooper Hopkins listening in. Again, we're back at full strength here still. That's a good goal and a good effort there by the Flames. That could have won either way, but I, I honestly feel like they made the right call. And that's what I said in the forefront. That should have been a goal that should have stood. So picked up now by Tanev. Even with the kicking side, even though I, th I thought that they might uh, put it the other way. Initially on the forethought, it's going to be a good goal. It's going to stand, and it did. So it's Majapani from Hannafin and Backland. And now Nazem Kadri. Kadri 
We'll put this in deep. It's a 3-3 score line now. Who's going to win this game? It's been up in the air the whole way through. There's been a lot of give and take, and nobody's kind of really just held the pace of play. As Markstrom, we'll leave it now here for Tanev. Tanev makes the measured play, and he will leave this right back here for Hannafin. Now Lindholm will gain the red line side. It's one on four. Drop pass there for Tyler Toffoli, but he shot it off the inboards. As this gets spun around, this will go back to the D side, and now picked up, I believe, by Capococco, as he's going to gain near the red line side. Now this will be flipped ahead. Here's a chance as it eluded Barclay. Good show. It's turned over right in the middle of the circles and Markstrom with some robbery on Goudreau keeps the game level my goodness <laughs> so Barclay Goudreau had the Red Sea part in the middle off of a turnover and Markstrom he stayed big I'm gonna get a look at it right now I believe that was a Hannafin turnover and Goudreau this went off of the left skate yes it did of Markstrom off the left pad side he kept it out big save there after the Flames have just scored now it's Trocheck and Lindholm in on the draw Calgary will win this clean but this gets gloved back down by Goudreau Tanev will watch this go off the inboards picked up now by the Rangers they'll try to fire it right on it's a race for the puck now near the left side dot as the Flames have just tied it with Andrew Majapani. It was not kicked in, it was deflected in. It's picked up now by Tanev. Tanev, off his forehand, he's stuck in his own end now. We'll get the stretch pass out there for Milan Lucic. Lucic gained the entry, he takes the body to do so. And this is picked up now by the Blue Shirts. Keandre Miller to his defensive partner per usual in the second line, and Jacob Truba. Jacob Truba has been all over it with some of these hits. Now Zadorov able to use that body. Here comes the entry here for Backlund. Nice set up pass scores! What a shot and set up from Backlund a stone! And the Flames take the lead! A 97 mile an hour one-timer off the setup. And Stone makes no mistake. I'm sure Halat could never find it. And at 1119 left to go in this third. Milan Lucic again, he gained the entry near the right wing side, just been able to take some body contact, great play by Nikita Zadorov as well near the players bench, Michael Stone absolutely able to step all the way into this blast near the left side of the blue line, and the Flames have scored two straight, they've taken a 4-3 lead, and boy oh boy I'm sure my broadcast partner is happy to hear that call as this is picked up now by the Blue Shirts and now iced by the Rangers. It's a 4-3 score line with 11-12 left to go in this third. It's four goals for Calgary on 26 shots, three goals for the Rangers on 23 shots. And I guess it'll be good for me tomorrow to do some color analysis because I actually might blow one of these voice pops calling this game because not only has there been seven goals, there's been tons of fight. This has been a game that you've had to keep the register on high. I don't think there's... You'd be doing this game injustice if you didn't. And Zadorov will play this now here for Stone. He just scored the latest goal that had given Calgary the go-ahead, but there's still tons of time. As Truba will play this off the end boards. Truba now will settle it down. It's Artemi Panarin, now Sammy Blake. 
as this will get picked back up by the Rangers. They're going to get a measured breakout here. Panarin's going to gain the red line. They got all their changes in. Now they're down by one. Noah Hannafin will get this one here for Artemi Panarin. Off the back pass, that was clever there, as the Rangers have puck possession right in the middle of the circles, and I think the shot got blocked before it ever hit Markstrom. But it stays in. Tried to find Zibanejad. That was dangerous in between the circles. Now Lindgren. Here's VC walks in and shoots near the left circle. This goes around the horn again as this stays with the Rangers. What a contest this has been. VC into the traffic, but I think it actually hit one of the Rangers out in front trying to set a screen. Panarin looking for a deflection. Now we're halfway through this third. My goodness, what a game we have as Lindholm tries to keep this alive now as the Flames try to get this out. Panarin will shovel this in deeper. Zibanejad's been out there for a long time, trying to get centered out in front of the blue paint. Flames trying to get this out. Panarin keeps it in. It's VC still with the puck possession. He tried to pass it off the back of Markstrom. Flames come together and try to find this, but it's still in between the circles and bouncing everywhere. And now the Flames will get it down. It's a race for the puck. Halat will touch it first with the goal stick. Now here's a chance for the Flames off the steal. Picked up now off the back pass quickly. It's Majapani for Backlund. Backlund turns around and shoots, misses toward the right side dot, and now here's Tanev. Tanev now for Majapani. He didn't look where he was throwing that, though, as Lafaniere will dump it down for Heedle. Heedle's got two. He needs one more to get the hat trick now as the Rangers are down 4-3. to three. Latest goal by Michael Stone. Picked up now by Majapani off the backhand again. Regardless of which way this game goes, both of these teams have given maximum effort, but this has been an hellacious effort in the third period there by the Flames as Coleman gets absolutely crunched near the left side boards and now picked up by the Rangers. It's Harper and Schneider. Third line defense. Harper got it now. Leave it for Lafreniere. Fought off there by Markstrom, but it's still with the Rangers. 8.30 left to go in the third as it spun around the end boards. Now back to the D side. Harper shoots in through the screen, but it bounces in between the circles. And the Rangers, off some changes, can't hold the line. Harper now settles it back down. And this will give me an opportunity to pull back up my depth charts as I haven't really had an opportunity to take a look off of any of that stuff because there's been so much action. Keandre Miller gains the entry off the windmill dig. Leaves it here for Kreider. Kreider walks in, tries to snipe the left side of the post. And now the Rangers will collect across their emblem. Original six franchise of the New York Rangers with the storied history. And this is a storied regular season game. I kid you not. As Rosichka gets bodied off the puck. Rangers trying to go right to left. Here's an opportunity now as that gets fired short side. This takes a friendly bounce there for the Rangers, but they'll collect across the red line now. About 7.35 left to go in the third. Picked up, Kreider's pass. Goes to nobody in particular, trying to find Goudreau. And now the Rangers in their own end will settle it back down with Keandre Miller. 7.20 left to go in this third. The Rangers down by one. The Flames have just taken the lead. It's a 4-3 score line. So many talking points in the game story. Have to try to hit all of them as this one's been iced. 7.16 left to go in this third. Shot board is pretty close to even as you can get. 26 for Calgary and 25 for the Rangers. <clears throat> as they show Rasmus Anderson and Artemi Panarin. A little bit of hold there on Panarin. We try to deny him an opportunity near the left face-off circle. Good job there by Hannafin anyway. 
And into the traffic, there was an opportunity for Lafreniere as it bounced back to him. But they didn't show the one play on the Sportsnet side where it had one of the Rangers. It could have been Zibanejad right inside the goal crease of Jacob Markstrom. And it actually bounced off of him and didn't hit Markstrom. And if it did, this game could be tied at four. So Zibanejad, he believe he might get kicked out of the faceoff circle. As Backlund is uh, just waiting for someone else to go take the draw. And Daryl Setter just shakes his head, puts his hands in the air. He gives a shoulder shrug. I don't know what's going on. Majapati goes back into the player's bench. So now it is Zabinajad. And this one in between Backlund. So Zabinajad will win it cleanly. 7-10 left to go in the third. Rangers got it in the offensive end. It's VC now for Panarin. Panarin centered it out. Scores! What a goal by the Rangers again! This has been an excellent contest, tied at four. If you had Igor Sesterkin or Dan Vladar in here, I know Cooper is listening. I don't know if this score line would change too much. I'm just going to be honest with everybody listening in. These goals, every single one of them, there's been eight of them, absolutely fantastic. Because Zibanejad sitting in between the circles, he gets the pass, what a roof shot. This game is tied at four, Artemi Panarin makes a blind pass. Zibanejad never stops moving his skates, finds it in between the circles, and we are tied at four, and now the shot board is even at 26. Who's going to blink first? Who's going to blink last? That might be the one who wins this game. I am so glad I picked this as the first assignment to do on the Monday night after the week. It's Benajad's 24th of the season from Panarin. And Breadman's got 40 assists on the year right now. It's a 4-4 game. Again, it's another brand new game as this goes in between Adam Fox. Mackenzie Weger tries to get to it with Andrew Majapani. Now here's a chance for Capo Kako. Kaka will get it back. It's Lafreniere. It was fought off by the stick of Markstrom, and it was Heedle trying to find the hat trick as this one gets flipped, I believe, into the player's bench. I don't think we're going to have anything else more than that, but I do believe we're going to get to a media timeout. We're tied at four now with 6.31 left to go in the third. Don't go anywhere. So Kadri is going to get kicked out of the draw. Jonathan Huberto can't get it over Mika Zibanejad through the neutral zone. And this one will get dumped back in. It's a chance now as this gets flipped in through the neutral zone. It bounced off as Keandre Miller had a piece of it. It bounced off one of the Flames. Well, that was Rasmus Anderson. And now the Flames. Good outstretched pass. Nazem Kadri will play this off the inboards. And he got wrestled down. Somebody fell on top of him. I believe it was uh, Jimmy Vesey. So Kadri has had the body contact on him per usual. And now a good idea off the back pass. But that went just a little too far there for the Flames to be able to collect. That was Jacob Peltier. Couldn't get a piece of it off of the skate blade. And now the blue shirts will get it. Hannafin overskated it. Artemi Panarin just kind of in watch mode right now, lurking, trying to bother Rasmus Anderson, but now he's going to peel back off. So Rasmus has the puck near the left side dot. It's 5.35 left to go in this third. We are tied at four to Foley with a long wrister. And this one bounces up and on a play. 4-4 left to go in the contest. Again, as we get a little bit of a stoppage, there's just Cooper and I. I'm doing the full broadcast per usual on the YouTube side. So I'm just trying to type in some of these goals and everything else. Marpole, how are you doing? 
watching uh, this game as we get another media timeout. It's been a great game. He said, uh, Joe Rogan says, I love the Rangers, but come on, give the game to me for the bet side. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. At least I know you got to sweat the bet side, my friend, but uh, it's an excellent game. So at least you get a chance to listen in on a great game. Again, you said you cut the cable, Bill, so hopefully my uh, coverage and voice and everything also alongside Cooper Hopkins did that justice for a while. So stick in. This one's going to go all the way through the end. I'll be right back. As I've said, when we sit into this tie game with 5.30 left to go in the third, I will make sure once the story is done, I will include the Sportsnet highlight package because you just have to in a game like this. So offensive zone faceoff win, Tyler Toffoli. We'll get this one, try to get it to D to D, but this goes all the way back down as Jacob Markstrom will touch with the goal stick. So again, Jacob Markstrom and Yaroslav Halat, your starters tonight, they've still been out there right now as this will go all the way down the ice to Halat, and he will play the puck. This will go now to the blue shirts as they'll try to just flip this off the inboards, but played off sides. That's unfortunate there for the Flames because they had an opportunity with a two-on-one. And Rasmus Anderson had some words with the ref, and what I can say is, oh my goodness, because that was an opportunity for them right off the steal. As this bounced off of the Rangers, actually, and I think Anderson might have had a beef because he played that out of the air with a stick to keep that across the blue line side. So, excellent hand-eye coordination for the offensive defenseman there for the Flames. But this will be a neutral zone draw. It's one there by the Rangers. They'll go all the way back in their own end. Trying to play this across now. It's a chance for Mika Zibanejad, but the pass goes too far. And now collected by Mackenzie Weger. Pickup from the Florida Panthers again. His extension is going to kick in next year here for the Flames. Michael Backlund keeps this alive off the forehand. He tried to center something out between the right circle. As this is picked in between Kristanov and the slap shot goes wide by Weger. The chip is a little nonchalant there for the Rangers. It's going to allow the Flames to clear in across the red line as Michael Backlund is the lone forechecker there for the Flames. Bodied off the puck there. And now this will go back into the defensive end for Calgary. They'll take their time with Rasmus Anderson as he's already back out there. Stretch pass almost stolen there by the Blue Shirts, but the Flames able to gain the offensive end. As this gets rattled around the embankment, Lindgren turns it over. And now this is chipped ahead. Rasmus Anderson will be the first to get to it as we've got under four minutes now of this third period. We are tied at four. The shot board is even at 27. And again, as we've talked about the give and take, and again, I had some of the Cooper Hopkins in the first two periods as the Flames have iced it. This is a game that's gone both ways, both times. Nobody's really had control of that rope. And as far as some of these goals that have all been immaculate, there's been eight of them. Again, as I've talked about, you could have put Sisterkin and you could have put Dan Vladar in there. I don't think that would have made a damn bit of difference in this game. I'm just being completely honest with everybody. All these goals would have been impossible to stop. There's been a lot of fisticuffs as well. Keandre Miller. This is put in between the circles off the pass, and that shot goes wide there for Heedle. Again, he's still trying to look for a hat trick to give the Rangers the lead, or whether or not the Flames can take this lead. It's been back and forth. Eight shots to three in favor of the Rangers in this third, although Calgary has two goals on three shots. That's why it's 4-4. Lindholm. Now for Dubé, and right in the breadbasket of Halat, make the save. You get the offensive zone draw with 3.22 left to go in this third, tied at four. Shots are at 28-27 now in favor of the Flames. 
<clears throat> so just in this period alone, it's been Majapani with his 11th of the season from Hannafin and Backland. And then at 841, it was back-to-back goals for the Flames. It was Stone with his 5th of the season from Blackland and Coleman. And then Zibanejad tied it at 4 with a gorgeous pass from Panarin. Right in between the circles, Zibanejad never stopped moving his feet. Scores off of a lifted wrist in tight. So this gets flipped in by Barclay Goudreau. 3.10 left to go in the third. It's a tie game at 4. Then one of the best regular season games of the year. I can say that, and probably when we get through all 82, this will be right up there, nonetheless. As the Rangers thought they might have taken a penalty, yes, the hand is in the air. They trip one of the Flames. Len Holmes got puck possession right now, so the play's not going to be blown dead until the Rangers touch. Hold the blue line. It's a 6-on-5 attack now for the Flames, only momentarily. To Foley now, looking for the outstretched pass to the circle for Lindholm, but Fox will acquiesce. He'll touch up, and the Flames, what a time for a power play now. 2.41 left in this third. Can they take this lead, and can it be definitive? Mackenzie Weger, Vincent Trocek. You can say that he was trying to play the puck, but I think that that's being nice. I think that that was poor stick possession there for Vincent Trocek. He was kind of being a little careless, and he dropped Mackenzie Weger. So now the Flames one for two on the power play here today with four shots. They got a big-time opportunity to take the lead with 2.41 left and two minutes left to go in this minor. <clears throat> so it's going to be Zibanejad and Kadri in on the draw. Picked up now. As the Flames win it, Kadri's got the possession. Now Hannafin. Huberto into the traffic, and that was saved by the right pad of Halat. This is still with the Flames. Jonathan Huberto shoots it. It's loose on the doorstep, jamming away was Kadri, and he got denied by Halat. The Rangers trying to get this out. Barclay Goudreau gets upended nicely. That was clean. Here's an opportunity now for the Flames. Kadri off the drop, has it off the forehand now. 2.10 left to go in the third. It's the Flames on the power play, tied at four. Kadri will hold. He wants it off the slap shot, trying to just wide to the right post. Flames stick with it now. Kadri, beautiful pass across. Try to get it back. That was a little dangerous there. Try to get slapped out of the air by VC. And now... This will get cleared by Alexei Lafreniere. Fans wanted him to skate. He's going to take his change nonetheless. Calgary's power play, the third of their game. They've scored one already. They're one for two. They've got a minute left to go in this third man advantage. Picked up now by the Flames near the right side boards. It's busy. Picked up now off the turnaround shot by Dubé. And that was blocked and sent down the ice by the Blue Shirts. Markstrom. We'll get this as it was played length of the ice, and now here's Rasmus Anderson, a very excellent power play quarterback. Again, he was one of the ones that helped on the power play side of it to set it up. Lindholm, he's worked off the puck near the right side red line. This will stay with the Flames, as now this will go back to Lindholm. He's going to hold the backhand side, but he just couldn't get anything going with that pass. This will touch the glove hand of Markstrom. He made a good pass ahead, but Lindholm turns it over. This is an opportunity for Keandre Miller off the drop. For Mika Zibanejad, 
The first line power play is getting some penalty kill time right now. They can be dangerous. As now it's down to five seconds. Mika Zibanejad is going to turn all the way around. He's going to gain the entry. The Rangers are back to full strength. The Zibanejad in full flight off the backhand. Tanev trying to meet him. Skate stride for skate stride. As this goes down to Milan Lucic. He gets canceled off the puck. He's got to get back on side. And the Flames know that as this touches the stick of Chris Tanev. Down to 25 seconds. It hits the stick now of Halat. Will we get to overtime? It's a 4-4 score line. This has been a fantastic game. Here's an opportunity for the Rangers. They could win it. And now Hino for Gujob. A good back check by Weger. Saved a goal. Down to five seconds. The Flames, they're not going to have time to get down the ice, but it's not going to matter. They're at least going to get a point, and so will the Rangers, too. Heedle was on the doorstep of a hat trick to win the game in the game's dying moments, but the Flames canceled it off. And we are going to overtime. With everything else that this game has provided, Cooper, I know he's listening in, what better fitting way than to go to overtime? So, Heedle with the drop pass, he tried to give it right back to Chris Kreider. I think it was a great design, but good work there by the Flames just to keep it alive. And how about some bonus hockey, everybody? And maybe even a possible shootout, but if I'm a betting man, again, I'm glad I'm not, but I'll just throw this out there. I think this game is going to end in the overtime. I don't think we're going to get to the shootout. <clears throat> But again, you can rewind the tape very quickly with the five-minute overtime and uh, make fun of me for getting it wrong, if that's the case. Hope you guys are enjoying this one, though. It's a 4-4 scoreline as we head to OT. So the unofficial Joe Rogan says, Come on, Flames, help me win the bet. Don't burn me tonight. Well, we'll see if they'll burn hot here and get this uh, goal to get to 5-4 in this OT. So we'll see what the lines are going to end up being. We know usually what they are for the Rangers. You usually have... Panarin, Zibanejad, Adam Fox, that's usually their first line side. And again, I don't say this lightly in the sense of what the Rangers can provide. That's about as good of a three-on-three -three as you can have. And Mika Zibanejad is always very appropriated as far as his defensive coverage. He will not try to make the humongous play, but once the puck gets on his stick, he can definitely end it. So he's very calm about what he's going to do there as far as when he's going to pick his spots to go. So Mika Zibanejad is one of the best. So I would say probably Zibanejad. And on the other side for the Calgary Flames, I'm going to go and say a name that I think has been pretty on top of mind there. I've seen Rasmus Anderson win one in OT. How about Rasmus Anderson does it again? I think Rasmus Anderson's the guy for the Calgary Flames. But what say everybody else? So three on three is going to be upcoming as Daryl Sutter just looks up in the scoreboard now. Again, he's got a few uh, words that he wants to say with the assistant coaches. Everybody's got their assignments and everything else underway. And again, that's great, but in a game like this, I mean, there's been so much skill on both sides, so much physicality, who knows. So Backlund, Lindholm, and Anderson will be set up there, and it's going to be Heedle, Panarin, and Fox. So I think that's a good mix between both of these coaches. So you don't have the heavy artillery right out front. <clears throat> As this gets picked up now by the faceoff win here for the Flames. And now Rasmus Anderson quickly with the pass. He finds Lindholm near the left circle. Gives it to Rasmus. Rasmus will take his time near the left circle. Now Backlund has puck possession. This gets centered out in between the blue paint and picked up now by Rasmus Anderson. 
Backlund's not going to be able to get to this in time. So this will go to Adam Fox. And if you have a ticket at MSG right now, I am jealous. Artemi Panarin off the two-on-two. Two. It was fought off by the stick shaft of Markstrom. Both teams are 3-6 and six in OT. Adam Fox! Oh, the shot gets blocked off the die for Markstrom! And now it's back with the Rangers. That should have been a goal. But the Rangers have it now. Saved by Panarin. Saved again by Markstrom. And he falls on it. Boy, oh boy. It was an open net for Filipino. Open season to win the game. And the Flames dodge a bullet. As this one goes off the right pad. It was collected by Panarin. Spun around by Fox. He tried to set it up. Great block ahead. There by the Flames, that was Elias Lindholm that kept it alive. As we're still playing here with 4-12, as that was an open net. So 32 shots to 31. Mika Zibanejad, now here for Hedl. Zibanejad trying to get to it now. Zadorov will get to it in his own end. He's being hinded there by Chris Kreider. Zadorov. Now Zibanejad gets the steal. Now this will go back to Nazem Kadri, and he'll play it to Big Nikita Zadorov. 3.45 left to go in this OT. Kadri, he shoots it near the left side post, and that one will go all the way back here for Zadorov. Zadorov will hold. Make the pass across the red line now. Here's Kadri. Goes into the traffic. That was a good design, but now the Blue shirts, they have a race for the pockets. Alexei Lafreniere off the two-on-one cross pass. Oh, a piece of it for Markstrom. Scores! What a goal for the Rangers! Alexei Lafreniere wins it in overtime. My goodness, what a game this was. I can hardly believe it. But the Rangers win it in OT. Extra hockey. How about extra sensational Regular season game between these two. It's a 5-4 final for the Blue Shirts. Unbelievable regular season contest. And thank you to everybody that has joined in. This has been a sensational, sensational game. And I really don't know what else to say about it. This has been the best regular season game of the year. There has been so many near misses, near chances, and Markstrom throws the twig after he breaks it in half. He made a spectacular save with the right glove hand, but he just couldn't get all the way across to get the definitive save. Lafreniere, he located it. Zadorov couldn't get a piece of it off of the second opportunity. It's a tough luck loss. There for the Calgary Flames, but it was a hell of an effort in the third period just to get them back to the point to get into this OT. But a great goal there for Mika Zibanejad from Panarin. And now on the end of it, Alexei Lafreniere finishes it off. And my goodness, a 5-4 final for the New York Rangers over the Calgary Flames tonight. Thank you so much for Cooper Hopkins joining me in the first two periods of it. We will be back together on the Thursday side between the 
Flames and the Red Wings between both of our favorite teams, so it gives us a chance to uh, split the broadcasting opportunities. And I will get some voice and uh, rest for the vocal cords as I'll have a color assignment with Griffin Cass tomorrow in between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Los Angeles Lakers as we get the uh, look for LeBron James and the goals and the uh, point streak there as far to see if he can break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. So I will see you tomorrow. This game has been so good I almost don't want to sign off, but I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.